Hey, this is Jacob and Shane of Thunderwolf Podcast. A quick message before you begin this episode. Some things have changed since we recorded and released it. So at the end of this episode, disregard. We're no longer part of Magic Squirrel Network, and our new link to merchandise is teespring.com slash awoo. That's teespring.com slash A-A-W-O-O. So enjoy. Welcome to Thunderwolf Podcast. And did you know that Tool is now on Spotify? Our producer Sean is here with us, a little hungover, but he's here and that's all we can ask for. I'm Jacob, and this is Shane. Hey, what's up? And today's show we'll get to Thunderwolf updates, uh, planted seeds is what we're going to call that segment coming up, and then the Epstein stuff going down. <sighs> we got a lot to talk about today. Hells yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a really good thing. Uh, we, we're, we're trying to find the you know nice segments that we can bring back up and recur. So some of the things that we've done before, we'll try to bring those back in because we think it's funny. And the Thunderwolf Updates is one of those. Yeah, we, I think that's an official name for it. I think the first time we did it was just called... Things that Thunderwolf doesn't give a fuck about or yeah. something along those lines. But yeah. yeah. That was one of the earlier ones, I think. Yeah, we were just kind of trying some new stuff. And I think we need, like you said, have some recurring things that we do from time to time just to keep it spicy. Yeah, spicy, somewhat formulaic, but uh, also very much against that. Yes. The Thunderwolf style. Yeah. So what have we got for Thunderwolf updates today? All right, so this is going to be short and sweet. I like it. Uh, Mike Posner, bit by a rattlesnake. Which is somebody I said. Now who's Who that? that? Yeah, <laughs> and I wasn't really even like it's one of those people like I know, but I don't really know how to explain. He's... Mike Pilsner. <laughs> yeah, is that what you said? Yeah, Mike Pilsner. What's what's his real name? Mike Posner. Sean, pull up a picture, would you? Mike uh, Posner. Yeah. He's... Who? What's he from? There's I don't know. <laughs> I just think there's so many songs that I could sing right now that either he's may a or, singer. Yeah. So there's so many songs that he, he could either may or may not be him. Like I don't even know. You know what I mean? It's one of those guys. Uh, Sean got it pulled up. Is he's like I met you in the summer? That might not even be him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like white guy that does that kind of music. Writing maybe. songs such as Cooler Than Me and I took a pill and I took a I took a pill in Ibiza. That yeah, song. Ibiza. Yeah. So that's one dude. That venom is no joke, he said. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's Lord seriously a quote from uh, CNN. Wow. So thank you, Mike Posner. Oh, Miley Cyrus and that guy from the Hunger Games broke up. Don't care. Yeah, well, that one's, I mean. That she, one's. He's, even though I don't know his name, he's too good for her. She's fucking wacky. She tries too hard. Yeah, somebody said something like, do you remember that time she, we all woke up and Miley Cyrus had dropped like the ghetto act and was back in the f- in like a cornfield wearing overalls <laughs> yeah. singing Jolie. Well, you know was she was like, a, oh, okay. You know, as soon as her dad came out with a fucking hit song, she was all over his nuts. She probably hadn't talked to him in 20 years. And then as oh, yeah. soon as he got a song, she's like on stage with him. Like, she's like, I love Old yeah, Town Road. Yeah. It's, it's my favorite. She's, she's all over the place. I saw her in um, 
Broken Mirror or Black Mirror. Sorry, Black Mirror. Didn't like her in that either. I think she just got a stupid voice. And I, I really do like how she sings Jolie though. Oh yeah, I mean that song, dude. That song's great. Set I love me when, on fire. Actually, my favorite rendition of that is the White Stripes. I don't know if I've heard that. Yeah, it's really good. Because it, it's uh, does he slow it down? Is it Meg or whatever? Or yeah, his, yeah, Meg, Meg White. Yeah, his sister wife. Or? Yeah, his sister wife. Um, secondly, uh, Machete. Yep. yep. Or yep. otherwise known as Danny Treu, with the giant Mexican woman tattoo on his chest. She's not fat, like giant, like that. It's just a really big picture. Just of a really Mexican tall. Woman. Yeah, with a sombrero on. He saved a baby. Yeah, I out heard of about a car. That. I saw it. I didn't click on the link, but I just read the headline. And for he that was, article, it was good enough for me. He was on his way to Danny Trejo Tacos <laughs> for a normal day of salsa verde and, I don't know. Dude, I want tacos. What do they call pork? Uh, pork. Uh, yeah, no. we'll go with that for now. <laughs> is it verde? Is it verde? No, verde is green. Yeah, salsa verde is just a green salsa. Uh, <laughs> we're bad at this. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Kenya regional assembly debate, which I have no fucking clue what that is. <laughs> I don't either. Somebody farted at it. What does that That's mean? That's the end of this. I don't know. The headline just. I don't look into this. Stuff. You know, I yeah, I like that. I like that we're just looking at the yeah. headlines. And I want to see what news. I think of it outside of knowing yeah. what actually that is. That could be something <laughs> really important that's like talking about greenhouse gases or yeah. you know something like that. But we just or take these headlines. Since it's and Kenya, it could be like AIDS. Reform. <laughs> Yeah, you know, talking. About, I mean, true. that's spot on. It might be a little harsh to hear, but true. This is the truth of the so, world. So to keep truth it, above facts. So let's as pretend. Joe Biden said, let's pretend that they're they are talking about AIDS, right? And it's like, man, I don't, I don't want to go in here and have this really rough conversation about AIDS today. And then someone just decided to lighten the mood by being like, you know, and like <laughs> really loudly. Those are really good mouth fart. Thank you. I practiced my whole life. Um, and then finally. Smokey the Bear turns 75 years old. Only you can prevent forest fires. Only you. Yeah. And the people that you're with. Yeah. Hey, speaking of birthday, that's a cool segue. Birthday, birthday. Yeah. Today is your birthday, it is, Shane. Yeah. I am uh, halfway dead. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Close to. Very yeah. close. How long do you think you're going to live? Probably my 60s. Yeah? Yeah. Well, how are you going to die, do you think? Uh, I'm going to get a big old fucking tumor in my butthole. <laughs> okay. For sure. All right. Yeah. that's. I mean, it runs in the family, and I heard it skips a generation. Does it really run in the family? Yeah. Uh, like my, uh, grand, my grandfather on my dad's side died from it. Prostate cancer? So let's just pray I got my mom's side's butthole. There you go. So you, how old are you today? <laughs> I'm 30. You are 30. I'm 30. 30 I didn't whatever. know it was your birthday today, and uh, I saw it on Facebook. Yeah, we wanted to have a, we wanted to chat about this. Yeah, so um, I'm not good at dates. I'm not good at birthday dates. No, and neither. And, and and what I told you when you got here is yeah. you shouldn't have to be. Yeah, and and I I brought some beer, some yeah. IPA that I got, and because you saw that it was my birthday. Yeah, twenty thought, minutes before you drove yeah, here, exactly. <laughs> so I said, well, I better bring. The five pack because <laughs> yeah. I already drank one uh, a couple I didn't days even ago. Notice that, so. Yeah, and uh, I brought those because you know I said, "Hey, also we you, share beer." You brought an IPA, which I am today's years old that yep. I found out that India Pale Ale means IPA. I was like, "How can it be a pale ale and an IPA?" And you go, "What?" <laughs> yeah, no, uh, IPA India Pale Ale. Yeah, and I worked at a brewery for three years. Hey, so, that's okay. You don't I need to know things. Didn't know that. Wow. You don't need to know things to work. 
I need to know important things like Smokey the Bear is 75. <laughs> so uh, I, I saw that on Facebook that it was your birthday. And I didn't know if it was real because I think on Facebook it says you're like 52. Really? Yeah, like for real. That's why I thought it was a joke. Oh, that's why you said happy 52nd birthday or something like that. Yeah. Uh, where? Let me see. Let me look up your page. Can we get that pulled up, please? Yes. Today is his birthday. Today is my birthday. I don't know where I saw it. It was in... Um, yeah, you have mine there. Yeah. Uh, 52 years old. Today, August 11th. 52 years old. Wow. Yeah. I believe you. Wild. Um <laughs> So that I didn't know if it was a joke or not because oh. it wasn't your real no, name. No, I'm actually 52. Oh, <laughs> the 30 part's a joke. So then I, I grabbed the beer and came here and I said, hey, is today really your birthday? You said, yes. I said, I don't know dates. Happy birthday. Happy 52nd. You said, thank you. And I said, I brought beer. Do you like IPA? And you said, not really. <laughs> so I am striking out. But then I made you feel better by saying like, I drink most beers. It's just, we talked about this a little bit, but the thing about IPAs is that I genuinely think a large portion of society pretends that they like IPAs. I agree. I completely agree. I mean... Have I told the story how I started liking them on here? Yes. Yep. On the podcast? You have, yep. But if you want to give... Stockholm. A, I was going to say, if you want to give a brief description of that. Brief description. I didn't like IPAs before. I had some friends that gave me one. We shotgunned them out in the cold. Oh, yeah, that's what it I was, got yeah. really sick from them. And ever since then, that was the worst IPA experience any other IPA I've ever had. I could tolerate and yeah. then started to like. My thing is I'm always jamming food into my mouth. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, I want to taste that food. And you know what stops me from tasting that food? The harsh taste of the IPA. Yes. And there's going to be some haters out there that are like, oh, I fucking love IPAs. Yeah. Well, you can go straight to hell. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that. So we're waiting for you to get there. Actually, you like IPAs. So yeah, I actually like, like IPAs now. Yeah. Well, I'm... I hope they have IPAs in hell. That'd be nice. Unless unless hell is really cold, like some people suggest, and then it's going to be like that first time I had them. Let me ask a quick question. Do you okay. are you one of those people would you would you rather it be really fucking hot or really really cold in your house or in any situation? In my house or in hell? Yeah. Um I would prefer it to be cold. I like way. cold. I think it's probably for the same reason. Naturally. Yeah. Like my ideal temperature would be like 65 to 67. Yeah. If yeah. everything all the time were that way, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Also for the population of the world, yeah. Um, stop telling me that you're cold-blooded or you're warm-blooded because <laughs> you're not either of those things. <laughs> you so are, shut the fuck up. You are an average temperature and yeah. you have a preference. Like I just like, oh, dude, aren't you hot? No, I run cold. <laughs> no. The system's a little you slow. Don't. Yeah. Uh, no, I prefer cold. Um, I prefer cold. I think that is a better temperature just to exist in. And then you can put more clothes on. Yeah. When it gets hot, you can only take so much off. Yeah. And then you're just in your bed trying to sleep sweaty and gross. Yeah. And then you're in the bed, like you said, and mm -hmm. your bed is absorbing your sweat. So mm -hmm. you aren't having the like homeostasis actually work. You're just dampening it. And then yeah. you're wearing a wet comforter. Yeah. It's not fun. Um, so the weird thing, like you said, the, you can always put on more clothes or add more blankets. Right. That's my sole argument towards that is like, if I'm cold, I can always, and kind of the feeling of it being really cold and then yeah. you being in the blankets is yeah. awesome. I love that. But there's no, there's no equal to that when you're hot. Right. It's just like you're hot as fuck. Right. So 
yeah, hot hot isn't as fun for me. I know some people, and I think I think they are all women who prefer it hot everywhere. So like if you're with them and you have the AC running in the car, it's like, oh, can you turn that turn that up? It's like, no, put on a sweater, please. Yeah. I we there has to be this nice fair compromise here. Mm-hmm. I'm warm, you're really cold. If we turn it up, I'm gonna be really hot and you're gonna be good. Yeah. So we've got to find that nice compensation. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, th- I think it's one of those things where, like, you figure out your own compensation temperature right thing going yeah. on. Don't ask compromise there. Don't <laughs> ask Jesus to change God. the entire temperature for everybody because you yourself are cold. Right. Or not. I think that's more uh, of the self awareness and decency to the group you're with. Yeah. Like in a car, I I guess it wouldn't bother me. But if I was at somebody's house and I was like, "Hey, man, can you like turn down?" Like I would just deal with it. You know what I mean? Right. Not like. Hey, can you? Yeah, and, and can I you guess, change the entire temperature of this entire yeah. house for me? Yeah, context to that is really important. <clears throat> but if you get it like a census, and everyone's like, "Yeah, dude, I'm fucking hot right now." Oh, you're hot too, right? Yeah, Chuck, I heard he said he was hot. All right, let's turn that bitch up. That's that's really an interesting one. Uh, we had no plans to talk about that, but I like that a lot. Um, <clears throat> it, it's how do you deal with that? You know, uh, when you're when you are hot like that, do you speak up? Is that something? I guess it would be group, right? Like yeah. you just said. Uh, considering. Well, it's going to be like a general, like usually if you're really hot and it's yeah. noticeable enough for you to be like really bothered by it, everybody else is probably really hot. Yeah. Or you're like 50 going through menopause and you just need to deal with that shit. I have hot flashes all the time. Uh-huh. I don't know <laughs> what that, time. I don't really know. You just, I guess a hot flash would just yeah, be when I th- you get hot yeah, out of nowhere. It's like niacin flushes. Um where my body just gets like usually it happens after I eat because I don't eat a lot. I yeah, really don't me. enjoy eating a lot, uh, as we <laughs> kind of talked about before this. Yeah. Um, because then you, you gotta the more you eat, the more you poop, and I hate pooping, so yeah. I just figure if I just stop eating as much, then you see a lot of cheese and it all just get real backed up <laughs> yeah. in there. So you just once a week, yeah, and just like um, it's gonna feel like razor blades coming out of your butthole, but that's all right. But when I eat that. Usually 15 to 10 to 15 minutes. I just get super hot. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if that's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just kind of, well, I've with noticed that. that like if you eat spicy stuff, you get that real like sweaty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's how I get with that. But I don't think I ever, or just if you were to go to like a cookout yeah, and you eat hot food at the cookout, right. Then you get kind of like, I'm hot and I'm eating something hot. Cause you're, I'm not, a, <clears throat> I'm not a scientist or a doctor. You're not? I'm not. I pretend to be a lot of the time, time, a lot of my life. That's not what your resume says. Well, my resume says a lot of things. Doctor of love. Um, Because when you eat hot food, when you eat spicy food, you are increasing your internal temperature, so you burn calories Mm -hmm. to cool yourself down. That's That's, why you sweat, Well, that's another thing I've heard about water, is that if you drink cold water, your body burns more calories by trying to switch the cold water into the uh, temperature of your body. Which... I prefer room temperature. Anytime we go out to a restaurant. Yeah, that's another thing. How does everybody prefer water? I prefer room temperature, uh-huh. like from the shelf or if I have a water bottle that I filled up earlier mm-hmm. and it's just been sitting out, ideal yeah. for me. When I go out to restaurants, please, no ice in my water. And most of the time, they listen. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. 
And when they don't, I throw the ice on the floor. When, when I'm drinking uh, water at a restaurant, it depends on um, if I'm sipping it or I want to chug it. If I yeah. want to chug it, I want room temperature water. Yep. If I'm dehydrated, I want room temperature water. Yeah. Or maybe just a little colder than room temperature. If I'm at a restaurant and I'm just thinking about sapping on some water, then I want ice in it just because I'm sapping on it. Yeah. So like yesterday, I went on a long hike and I was... When I got back, I was like thinking about water like crazy. I went to Brown County and I got back to the car and the water that was in the car was like hot. That's because, not good. Yeah. So when I went to drink it, I basically went from wanting water so badly to not at all because the water that I had was warm. Yeah. And I just, my, I didn't want it. I'd yeah. rather feel shitty or feel how warm I did. Warm is not good. Yeah. I couldn't do it. So that's weird. You know what I mean? I don't like drinking water that's been in the car all day. I, I, I get it, the plastic, all that stuff. Cheryl Crow, man. What? Cheryl Crow. What about Cheryl Crow? She got cancer from drinking really? water. Really? Is that her. what happened? <clears throat> she said that, I think, at some point. Sorry, I keep clearing my throat. I can't really help it. I yeah. Um, yeah, I heard that um, she got... Actually, it's funny because me and my girlfriend yesterday, <laughs> we were talking about the warm water, and I told her, I was like, yeah, it's not good to drink... Um, <laughs> water from the car and then we both look at each other and we go Cheryl Crow <laughs> it was kind of weird um, but, synchronicity baby. but I guess back in the day and it's really just from bottled water when she got cancer she got it from drinking bottled water that had been sitting in her car and like that's where the whole BPA yeah thing, I mean I'm not saying it comes solely from Cheryl right, Crow, right, right, right. but I'm saying that that's what made it super yeah, popular yeah so the, they were making plastics and it was heating up and then that plastic was getting into the water, the water. and as you know i'm kind of weird about that calvin has pointed that out about um styrofoam and how i'm weird mm-hmm. about that and just kind of being aware of what might be and just because you got to think so even if you go to a gas station and you get a bottle cold bottle of water where was that cold bottle of water at one point was it sitting it was on in the sun truck, somewhere for sure well that's okay if it's not being blasted by the sun i think but i think is that is that what it is is that how that works like yeah. it's specifically well, the sunlight to the plastic yeah. that's what heats it up yeah i'm pretty sure gotcha. i mean there might be a minimal or small effect from it just sitting in a hot anything yeah but i think it's way more when because you got to think um when it's in your like console it's always getting blasted by the sun so i'm weird enough to like when i have water in my car even if it's in a bpa free uh jug of water or mm-hmm. whatever i'll cover it with like a hat or something because i'm like oh i'm gonna drink this later or i've like forgot my bottle of water in my car and went into school and then like shit and i came out and it was like hot from the sun and yeah i just won't drink it that's kind of weird i know but it's just like no me- i have a i i get it i've got a graveyard of like quarter bottles left yeah in my car on the floorboard right now on the passenger side yeah. And my best friend's high trying to holler at me. <laughs> my best friend's trying to holler at me. What is that song? Uh, Scrubs. Oh, Scrubs. TLC. I can't get no mm-hmm, love from mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Hanging on the passenger side. What I'm a good best song. friend's ride. Why do you holler at me? That's really good. Thanks, man. Yeah. We had. that. Was that. No. Did I say TLC? That wasn't TLC, was it? Or was that Destiny Child? TLC. It was TLC. Okay, good. I'm pretty sure. We are not going to fact our, fact check ourselves, Sean. You leave that tab alone, and yeah. we're just going to let people decide <laughs> if we are right or wrong, because yeah. it ultimately doesn't matter, I guess. Well, speaking of temperatures of things, yes. so the way that they change, the way that people are bothered by them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, something that I really noticed about 
older people uh-huh. is that they have this thing where they constantly want to control the coldness of the house. Yes. Especially dads. Yep. Dads will say, you get the fuck away from that. Yep. Like, you touch it. and they'll, have You're you ever, dead. Have you ever had uh, someone older in your life, could be an uncle, dad, or anything, just come at you and be like, did you touch the thermostat? Yeah. Yeah. It's because older people have this weird thing about thermostats. Yeah. They have this weird thing about a lot of things. And that's kind of what I wanted to get into is, as you've gotten older, mm-hmm. have you transformed or become even more aware of some of those things that parents have tried to, um, what, what's a good word, I guess, uh, spew, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> put on you as a younger kid. Like, you know how your parents were just constantly telling you the same thing as a kid or, you know, one of those things. And then as you've gotten older, you've come to either one day you're like, fuck, I am doing that thing that they said. And is it because they said it so many times or is it because as you've gotten older, it just became logic. Yeah. Almost <clears throat> as if a seed was planted yeah. and then grew into yeah. uh, a new idea or yeah. behavior. Yeah. All right. We're just going to stop for a second and talk to the audience and say, we just absolutely annihilated that segue. I thought I, yeah, I thought you killed it thanks, with man. that. I appreciate that. Was that. Awesome. I had actually had it just ready because we yeah. started talking about temperature and I was like, you're like, there it is. Yeah. Just woo. Yeah, that's that's a meta commentary for our own show. Yeah. That's how pretentious I'm gonna be today. <laughs> Back to the topic. Yeah. Planted seeds. Yeah. So the thermostat one, as you're talking about that, I'm kind of realizing that I am kind of becoming that way. Yeah. Where it's like I will be the voice of the group, but the group starts with me on the temperature. And that's definitely one. Um another one I would say talking about people in public their names yeah in public yeah that was one that was said often to me as a kid and i remember being like that's stupid what like, a stupid like, give idea me an example like uh calvin and i are out yeah and i'm talking about you and i'm mentioning shane jones and mm-hmm. i'm saying names or somebody else my name like you never know who another person knows yeah and so the impact that that person could hear, I could be talking some good things, but somebody who doesn't know just heard snippets. Maybe Calvin and I were, you know, riffing about something or giving you some hell behind your back. Yeah. F- kidding style, but they don't know it. Yeah. And they just hear your name and us saying this. And now it's taken out. Now it comes back to you that we were just talking, you know, throwing mad shade behind you. <laughs> throwing shade. Yeah. That's, it's weird that we're talking about something that has to do with older people, but then we're using like new school terms like shade. Yeah, do you like that? Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, that's one for me. I, I got that all the time. Like, shh, don't say names in public. You know what? And I was like, this is stupid. But as I've grown up, I'm like, no, nah, it's really not stupid. That's actually really wise to not do that. I think that, that I like that a lot because, you know, you know, like, keep my name out your motherfucking mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, if you want to get ghetto for a second. But, like, I genuinely think just being aware of how much you're talking about someone, even if it's, like, those, you and Calvin in that instance know yep. the context, know that you're just kidding, and we're just yep. talking about you because you're a friend and you're not here, and we're exactly. going to talk shit. But somebody else that doesn't understand that context might come to me and be like, dude, I was at so-and-so, and they yep. were, like, fucking shitting all over you. Yeah, and then then it becomes something that we've talked about. Do you Do you speak up? Yeah. Or do you ignore it? Yeah. Do you do you become more withdrawn with your boundaries, or do you come yeah. forward and do you go, "Hey, Jacob, dude, what's up with that?" I somebody told me this, yeah. and it was like, "Oh, well, here's the context." Uh-huh. 
then there's trust involved, then there's all of the, the paranoia and thoughts. I have a few of these that kind of coexist with what we're I talking hear about. Yours for sure. So one that you just made me think of by talking about all this is that people, okay, you know how they talk about gossip being like a younger thing? Yeah. I completely disagree. It's I a very it's, much an older thing. I yeah. think older people have less to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, maybe not just in every scenario. Like my dad's like 70, still works like a bajillion hours a week. But the point is, what I'm saying is like, for whatever reason, I think older people as are just as gossipy as younger people. Yeah. But it's for, for whatever reason shown as a younger thing. But I have been around some older groups and they've just com- been completely like gossiping. And I've been like, it kind of seems drama-y. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't like that. And that just seemed like maybe not necessarily a good thing. Like you said something that you learned, but I'm just telling you something that I've just noticed that once you have less going on in your life or, you know, and I'm talking about specific people. I'm not talking about every old person. Right. But I'm just saying that once you have like a little less going on in your life and maybe, you know, when I'm talking about old, old too, like when you're in your 70s and you're retired and you're at the house every day, what better do you have to do than just kind of like talk about other people's shit? Like if you're uh, at your job, I know I just said retired, but it could be at your job. It could be if you live in a neighborhood and like, you know, Meryl down the street didn't cut her grass or, you know, something like that. But it just becomes very small potatoes where like, why the fuck are we even having this conversation about how often so-and-so cuts their grass or, you know, it just becomes keeping up with the Joneses and that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that doesn't apply to me because I'm a Jones. Yeah. I can forever say keeping up. You're keeping up with me. I'm not keeping up with you. Would that be, I don't know if that, I don't know if my phrase is right there. I don't know if that's quite the same. Maybe it is. Maybe it's on the same vein, but the, the gossipy stuff or, okay. So you've established that something is important to you, like cutting your grass. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's important to other people. Yeah. And people get another thing about, I hate yards. I want to talk about that. Yeah. So as much as I love having it and being in it and enjoying it, I fucking hate cutting it. Oh man. And I get like, you know, that's what comes with, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But like, Okay, cool. I should just get to a point where I make enough money to have someone come in and cut it. The uh, See, I, I want to take a step farther and say, no yards. Like, <laughs> you have the space. Take the yeah. space. Just fill it but, with concrete. Well, I mean, there's so many better things. Like a garden. Like, you could make it yeah, like a walk then you garden. Gotta, or, then you got to uh, tend to your garden. Yeah, but wouldn't that be so much better? That's enjoyable to you and not necessarily. That might be worse to some people. You know how easy it is to if walk outside worse, if and, it's, and push a lawnmower over some grass than to be out there with like a little shovel. If it isn't what I would do, then it's stupid. Oh, so if sure, you yeah. don't like a garden idea, yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah. I told you I'm going to be real pretentious this time. No, that's okay. I, I, I agree <laughs> with you. Like, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't mm-hmm. agree with what we think. You're an idiot. Yeah. Like you we don't. Hate you. you should just. Keep know. listening because we yeah, we, we mean, appreciate your listening. Listen for three minutes, but thank and you then for turn off us the phone because we only get listens for three minutes <laughs> and more. <laughs> no, but uh, I saw something about that about yards <clears throat> being like super archaic and how yeah. basically the U.S. is the only country that practices yards like we do now. Yeah, most of it is because of real estate. Like mm-hmm. we have the space, or yeah, we we. But you there's know, something we to be said that, about like. When I okay, when you talk about like apple pie and baseball, right. 
I think about motherfuckers Yards. cutting their grass. Oh, I yeah. don't know why. It's, but a, it's an art. Dude, here. you drive down a road on a Saturday, and there's like, if you go down a two mile road, you're probably going to see at least five, six people cut yep. their grass. It's just like, it's the Midwest thing to do. And yeah. the thing, I guess, I'm not, I'm not shitting on people who mow their grass. No. If, if you like that, fine. You're talking about, like, but I'm saying there's a better about, idea. Counter culture. You're like, talking about Trump's entire ministry. Like everybody that's <laughs> a Trump follower yeah. is like, "What'd you say? What'd you say about my lawn?" Yeah. No, I just think there's a better thing we could be doing than than spending so much money. Yeah. To keep the grass short, like. Well, my thing is, you work is all week long, and then you spend stupid. your fucking Saturday for right. You know, two to four hours cutting your grass. Yeah. Because that's what I do yeah. sometimes, and I'm just like, man, I really wish I like. Um, if I wasn't so busy, sometimes I enjoy cutting the grass. Like I have a riding lawnmower and yeah. you get a beer and you're just kind of chilling, you know. See, th- and that's ways to make that awful task better. Or listening to a podcast while you're, you know, like I do the Thunderwolf all, podcast. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. I heard it. Um, but yeah, I just think it's, I don't know what all that there is to be said about people that cut their grass a lot and do, and have so much pride in it. But it's definitely something I've noticed about the Midwest in particular and probably just the... Like, because if you go to uh, Florida, yeah, you see a lot less of that because they have, like, different grass there. It's like right. crabgrass or whatever that is. Yeah. And then I'm not sure how it is in, like, you know, Arizona is going to... They don't really have the best yards, I You're don't gonna think. You're going to mow your sand? <laughs> yeah. So I just thought that was kind of... I think particularly... Particularly... There you go. In the Midwest. It's a hard word for me, too. Um, cutting grass is very prominent. It is. And it's, it is. And like I said, there's nothing inherently wrong. I just think there's things that we could do better. But from what I understand, it was like 17th century aristocrats of France taught the people like the serfs. It was like a, it was a flex. Mm -hmm. It was, you don't have anything and we've got this big yard. It's just like being rich and then getting syphilis and then losing all your hair and then wearing a fucking wig over it because you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, Like George Washington and all those dudes. Mozart? Sure. Yeah, they wore those. uh, So that's where those came from. You know that, right? The powdered wigs? Yeah. That's from people flexing. And lice, right? Because like kings and stuff. Oh, yeah. But kings and stuff will get all these like STDs and then like I think syphilis particularly, particularly, would make you lose your hair. Yeah. So then they would wear crazy. They would wear their fucking uh wigs. Because I think I swear that's what I think that comes from. If you went bald, would you wear a wig? No. You just own it? No, yeah. I'd be wigs for days. Would you I'd really? be hair extensions, wigs. I don't think you would. <laughs> <laughs> Hope we never find out. The uh I, I, I just like the idea though of turning that space into something better. Yeah. That you could put as much work into. If you like being outside, if you like doing that, yeah, awesome. Just turn it into a cornfield. Yeah, do something. I don't yeah. know. That's just my 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 nitpick. That and uh, instead of like you just resealed your driveway. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. But I saw in I think it was New York. I do this a lot where I find cool stuff and then I read half of it and then I share yeah. <laughs> a quarter of it oh, sure. that I remember. Yeah. Who's got uh, time to read the whole thing? Yeah, exactly. It was a parking lot, though, and then instead of concrete, it was this short turf-like grass. Mm. Like, uh, it wasn't a yard, but it was to reduce the amount of, like, pollution in the atmosphere, Mm. uh, to absorb light, to save on electricity and heating costs. But how does turf 
save on pollution? So instead of putting asphalt into the ground, okay, that's one. Okay. Um, the another is your runoff. Instead of the runoff and rain and oils and things, mm-hmm. well, I guess it would go into the yard then oils from cars and things. I don't know how they counted that one, but it was a parking lot that was made into like a grass field. Mm-hmm. And so the earth absorbed a lot of the heat instead yeah. of being radiated back up. So you have the sun beating down on your hot black asphalt around your building. Yeah. The whole surface rises. Mm-hmm. Your internal temperatures now are rising. So you have to turn on the AC higher to make the temperature go lower. Okay. So instead of all of that stuff, it was more like just make it grass. It absorbs a lot of the heat. It goes into the earth. And then now everything is basically I reduced. I can see that for asphalt instead, yeah. but grass isn't hurting anybody. You know what I mean? Another thing to play. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was a saying. grass instead of asphalt. Concrete. I was thinking to play devil's advocate for the grass cutting thing is if usually if you have long grass in your yard, that yeah. usually shows something about you like i've usually noticed that it's a it's a form of judgment for sure well i don't even know of judgment i've just noticed that people who don't cut their grass and don't take care of their property and i've been you know i'm busy wise or whatever i've been could be blamed for this for sure but i've just noticed that their life is a little more in disarray than people who are like i cut my grass on this day you know yada 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 so that's just trying to play devil's advocate advocate a little bit yeah and uh i i like that idea i mean people uh, is it is it AA? I think that's like a big, big like beginning talking point for AA is like your life is in chaos. You have no control. Start by making your bed in the morning. Oh, and I, like that. There's something to building. that though. I agree. I'm yeah. not making fun of it. Um, and to your point, then I agree with that. It's and like I small agree. steps almost of like you have nothing that has any kind of like schedule yeah. or like. Uh, discipline routine. discipline in your life at all exactly so, so maybe start yeah. by waking up and making your bed yeah and then that's kind of like a the, the beginning grounds of being able to continue to do that and do bigger things i think to your point uh it's our our minds work very similarly to how our space is around us mm-hmm. so when somebody's really put together and not always but it's some of the general rule like if you keep your uh your house tidy you probably are the kind of person who takes time yeah. to organize mm-hmm. thoughts, yeah. your relationships, etc. When it's all constantly in disarray, like I think that is a projection of of your state of being. Mm-hmm. I think it's there's three people. There's the people okay. that they let their grass get long and they wait till the until it's fucking knee high to cut it. <clears throat> there's people that cut their grass when it's long mm-hmm. when it's just like oh hey it's it's time get, to cut it it's time to cut it and then there's people that overly they're like you know i cut it two days ago and it looks not exactly like it did when i yeah. cut it so i'm gonna cut it again and also i have an insane amount of time on my hands yeah i think those are the three, three people that and i've seen some really pretty yards oh and where I, they are checkered patterns oh yeah rotating. it's enjoyable to see but i'm just also thinking about the time that was put into doing that exactly like someone who will cut their grass diagonally and then do it again just to get like you went over <laughs> your grass again this might be our most controversial topic so far why is that because there are so many people who oh, are going yeah, to take sure. this really personally oh, that's okay i love it 
I yeah. like pushing that envelope. I'm just thinking it's crazy. And I've been, I've done this. Like one yeah. time I wanted to make my dad happy and he's, he used to be, in, you know, like really into his grass when I was a kid. So I cut it and then I did it again just so that when he came home, I was like, dad, look, I fucking like. Do you love me now, Papa? <laughs> Papa, do you love me now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that accent. No, it's Speaking of my dad. The other one <clears throat> that I had yeah. was... Of the seeds planted of yeah. things that you thought was dumb, yeah. but now you really so like. So my dad would always say this thing to me when I was growing up. And these two things kind of coexist is that um, like when I was upset or sad about something, he would always say, or actually when I was really happy about something, he would say, and this is dark, but it's very true. And it made me, it almost was comforting. I don't know why, but he would say like, I, oh man you know, this happened and I'm so excited. He'd be like, well, enjoy it now. Cause like, you know, it's like, it's going to get bad again. Yeah. Like basically telling me that like, enjoy this moment that you're so happy because it's going to get bad times. Will yeah. Come. And that's a really dark negative thing to say, but it's very true. So yeah. like it gives you an idea of to, to enjoy the thing that is happening in that moment and be thankful for it because he's right. Like, and that's something that I realized that has kind of, transcended to me is because like I've told my, you know, my girlfriend, like we're going through some tough times or something. I'm not saying now, just at any yeah. time where we're having like a rough week or something. And she's like really down. My thing to say to her is like, you know, we should be enjoying this time of our life because, you know, our daughter is healthy. We're still young. Our parents are alive. There's going to be a point in our life where, That's where not true. all of our parents are not alive anymore. Yeah. And that's a dark thing to say, but imagine how much we're able to enjoy and do the things that we like right now because of that. Yeah. Like I can call my dad and hang out with my dad and do all these things with my mom and, you know, and then vice versa with her because those people are alive and healthy and well yeah. at the moment. Absolutely. And we're going to, there's going to be a time in our life where I can't pick up that phone. And that's kind of like dark. Yeah. And no, I, I don't think it's dark. I think, I think the, I think ignoring mortality is dark mm -hmm. i think that is wrong and we actually even had a conversation the other day about With. talking about how it's easy to let small potatoes you know small things really bother you when you yeah. have so much to be thankful for yeah absolutely and that's this is like we had a conversation that was completely unrelated to the podcast at all we were just talking to each other and we we're like hey man like we just got under the topic of you know sometimes it's we you know, life gets going fast and you're just kind of going through the motions and you don't have a minute to stop and realize how great things really are Yeah, and how much you have to be thankful for. Reflect and, on the good things. I mean, things. you have your own things. In my case, it'd be my daughter's healthy. You know, I'm in school. I got a good job. My, you know, my girlfriend has a good job, all those things. And then, you know, vice versa, like whatever you yeah. got going on. And there's, there's always something. You got good friends. You got good. Um, we have this. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are positive things to always reflect back to. Yeah. And sometimes that it's really difficult. Oh yeah. What is it uh, to see the trees through the woods? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, phrase generator in my head is broken today. Yeah, there's some. Uh, I get what you're saying. There's some. But phrase it, yeah, because it's like when you are only looking at all of the bad things yeah. around. That's all you see. That's you your ever, perspective. Have you ever gotten mad at yourself because you've been thinking <sighs> so negatively, and then you're like? pissed at yourself because like why am i when have i not been mad at myself <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> you said another thing too is like i'm in my head yep and i think you and i are very 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 much alike in the sense that we've, we've talked about being hyper aware yep 
<clears throat> and I think with that comes being in your head yeah. and, and constantly looking for what everything means instead of just yeah. kind of like living, you know well, what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and it's, uh, something I've celebrated with some of my, uh, some of our friends even mm-hmm. who are, uh, with 100% sincerity, reverence and genuineness, they're, they're simple in that they uh, they have very few things that they want for. Yeah. They appreciate where they are. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And simple, I would so love word, to be that. The word simple can be misconstrued it as can, a negative thing. It can. It's stupid or dumb, yeah. and I do not mean any no, of that. No, like, you know, simplistic is, you know, just... <laughs> I wish I could be more like that. You know, everything... Yeah, exactly right. Like, you, you're, you're not always yearning for something else. Right. You're not always looking for greener pastures. Yeah. You're just happy with where you are. Instead, and, though, I philosophize everything and yeah. look for, you know, you said the the meaning. I think that's an interesting one. I did you know I don't believe in inherent meaning. Explain yourself. Uh, I don't believe that things just have meaning. Yeah, I don't think that there's any like uh, innate uh, created with there. I don't believe in meaning in that sense. But don't you think, as humans, we decide what is the meaning behind something? That's it. Yeah. So having uh there's a lot of there's a lot of philosophy in that and to just make this point because i i didn't know we'd i'd start talking about that we always do this when we don't have a guest we get deep oh i love it though yeah we start with stupid yeah we're like miley cyrus is dumb (laughs) and then we're like smokey the bear 75 dude the meaning behind my (laughs) life is (laughs) it's beautiful Mm. um but no I, i i i don't so uh a lot of a lot of Christian philosophy is based in the principle that there is inherent good and bad, that there is meaning and there is unmeaning. And these things mean good things and you should do these things and these things yeah. mean bad things. And that's just how it is. The universe is built that way. Mm-hmm. And then when you introduce an opposing ideology like nihilism, which is an, uh, it's like an absolvement of all ideologies that mm-hmm. nothing means anything everything is a waste yeah. of time it's all doomed it's just the hyper negativity yeah. there's no god there's no purpose well the thing i appreciate gone. about you and i yeah is that even though because i'm the same i don't i'm not saying that i won't at some point in my life but at this moment in time i don't have a lot of religion in my yeah. life but i don't need that to feel like i should probably be a good person right because I don't know if you feel that same way, but like, I don't need a religion to give me a list of things that I need to do to be a good person. Yeah. I'm just trying to be a good person. Yeah. And that's where, uh, I think trying is the (laughs) fucking keyword in most of that. It it is. And even, even people who practice religion, people who practice Christianity, for example, since it's the most prevalent around, Mm -hmm. that's one of the, the main tenets of, of the philosophy is to try. Yeah like to try to be Christ-like like that's the whole imagery behind it. It's like, here is the pinnacle. Here's what you're shooting for. You're never going to get there, Mm. but try your hardest. And to play the the opposite of that, there is people that need that. They need to be, believe in something to feel like that. Cause there's people out there. If if you, um, they will just be bad or do bad things because they don't have any, remorse or feeling like that there's any kind of thing that exists that's because there's no purpose yeah it's almost like what's it just seems kind of shitty because like it is nothing i'm not going to get anything out of this 
Right. So I'm going to be a bad person. Exactly. That's not a reason to be a bad person. No, that's just so I've noticed that people like that don't believe anything nihilism. tend to be worse people. Yes. Because, but I'm one of those people that doesn't necessarily believe in religion and all that. Right. But I also believe in attempting <clears throat> and doing my best to be a good person. Yeah. And, and we talked about this on last week's episode with uh, Ian, mm-hmm. Ian Pomfret. He was on, uh, we had a great conversation about uh, finding faith in prison and how some people just say they do for yeah. the social aspect, but some people really do, and they find yeah. that discipline. And so that that's you're right. And I think yeah. we've seen, I think a lot of the shit that's going wrong in the world is, and people are going to push back on this, and that's okay. I appreciate the conversation, and I would love to sit down with some of these people. I think it is the uh, absolvement of religion in a lot of ways, because even though I don't agree with a lot of the philosophy or tenant, there's some of those basic principles like trying, working hard, be a better mm-hmm. person. Why? Because why not? And that's something that Ian said yeah. about how he thinks that's becoming less and less in the world, yeah. religion. So that might go right along with people being worse people and yeah, doing I, I think so. more negative things because they don't believe in anything. And they like, yes. why would I not do everything that is in my best interest or, or do the things that I want because... It doesn't matter in the end. Exactly. And if you have that philosophy, then it doesn't matter. But yeah. it, it really does because there are consequences. Yeah. And there are things that you can do and do affect well, other people. Well, the key to that for me, I think, is having people in my life that I love more than myself. Yeah. So not only has it become about what I want, it's that I love these people more than I love myself. So it's I want to do what's best for them. Right. And in turn becomes treating their family nice, treating them nice, doing what's in their best interest. And that comes off as me being better. But then sometimes you slip and you do things that are more better for you because at the end of the day, you're you and you, you want to, you have certain urges and you know, those kind of things. So, um, I think that's, it's just a make, especially if you're not religious and you're not constantly going to church every Sunday and, and, and trying to live by that book yeah. and re- live in that religion, you're just in a constant battle with yourself of trying to do the right thing and fighting the urges of the things that are telling you that you want to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, I, I reject, uh, like organized religion mm-hmm. as a personal thing. I'm not yeah. a calling to action. Um, but I appreciate morality and ethics. Yeah. And I think that, I think that because that existed for so long as a whole, because also you understand morality and ethics. Yeah. I really think think everyone does No, Like, and I I don't think I I did. And I don't think I, I still don't think I do, but I took, you know, a college class on, I guess it was ethics or what's uh, philosophy. Yeah. So basically like you're given all these uh, different ideologies and all these different ways of like, you can be this kind of person. You can be this kind of person. Um, and you basically get to decide what you think is wrong or right. Like the whole, uh, your six kids are on the railroad and, and the, the train's trolley. going to yeah, kill the all these problem. people or it's going to, you know, that's, that's a very basic thing that you're given. Yep. And it makes you think about, like you said, morality and ethics and you're able to, you know, learn about not only necessarily what makes you a good or a bad person, but what, why to, to do the certain things. Yeah, you know, that you would. Why? Not... Why would you? Yeah, and that's where I truly believe morality. I think so far my my model sits on three pillars: it's context, intention, and observation. Intention Those three is, things. Intention's for sure one of mine. Yeah, 
Um, I take pride in being a good friend. Yep. Um, any like I, you know, being hyper aware like we are, I've always felt like, um, you know, I'm always trying to be the best friend that I can be. Like a perfect example is when Calvin was talking about coming coming over last week, and I was like, hey, I don't think anybody's gonna come, so I don't, you know, I'm cool with you not coming if you don't want to. And he's like, do you want me to come or not? Like very yeah. direct with me, and I was like, yes, I do. Yes, I just I don't do. want you to waste your Saturday night doing. Right. And he's like, bro, like I want to hang out with you. Yep. So my thing is like. <clears throat> Just trying to be a good friend because I think that's important. Um, you know, like we talked about earlier, one day your family's, you know, your yeah. your mom and your dad are going to be gone and you're going to be left with those friends. And instead of like, you know, the whole like, I like to keep my circle small, like, you know, that yeah. like, like kind of comes off a little like. Comes off a little, little douchey most internet-y. of the time. Yeah. You know, but I really genuinely believe that like the best friends I have are, you know, five people, six people yeah. at the most. And. I'm not one of those people that will ever have. That's an older thing. That's something that was taught by older people that I rejected a lot. Yeah. But yeah. So when you're a kid, you just want to be friends with everybody. Or when you're younger, you're just like, I want to be as popular and yada yada as I can. I I want to be loved. Yeah. So, and then when you, and then when you, when you get a little older, you realize that there's a lot of people that may, you may be around on a daily basis that doesn't have your best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. They don't care whether you succeed or fail. Yeah, or it's it's you, it's all doing. about finding that pe- people that you care about, and then that vice versa, they care about you, mm-hmm. and surrounding yourself with those people so that you know you can live your best life. It's the most white thing you can say, <laughs> white girl, like live your best life. Live, but that's genuinely, li- I think, live love laugh, life, live laugh love. Yeah, I'm not good at that stuff. Yeah, I have that on my wall in the in the, in the living room. Do you really? No. Oh, <laughs> I, I but a lot of people do. Know. You go to Walmart right now, I'm pretty sure you can find that. Oh, you can find it everywhere. Well, yeah. That see, and that that to me means something. So when I say that I don't when I don't believe inherent meaning. Yeah. Um, so I fell into that trap, and I do believe it is a trap of nihilism for several of the I mean, previous four or five years, I guess. It was just nihilism. Nothing means anything. Consequences don't matter. And it's easy to go down that road. It well. is. Yeah. And I was angry all the time. And so I just explored it. At that age of like finding ourselves. And, yeah. You know, like I think when we were kids and stuff, it wasn't as important. Yeah. It, it then, wasn't at all to me. Like I, I love seeing how older people, maybe specifically my dad has just come to terms with, he's very like realistic. He's very like factual yeah his life has just become this thing where he uh, it seems like he understands he's chilled out a lot right he's become a lot less like he you know he lets goes with the flow and like i'm excited about getting older might be prozac i don't know (laughs) but but i'm also trying to be probably a combination yeah but i'm jealous of his like chillness and the way that he's just like you know whatever but and and you and i get so amped up about certain things and like where like Calvin, Calvin's an example of someone who's our age, but also very chill yeah. and kind of goes with the flow. And, you know, the whole it is what it is is like one of the worst phrases because it's like means nothing. Yeah. But it also means a lot at the same time. It also just means, you know, what's happening is happening and there's absolutely nothing Except you can do about it. And, move. The, and the only way that you can counteract it is by the way that you react to the situation exactly yeah. yeah and and so as i was saying that i fell into nihilism and i went down where nothing meant anything mm-hmm. 
relationships meant nothing, mm-hmm. uh, people meant nothing, and it was just so abusive. And then that's where a lot of the the troll, you know, online behavior came was seeing it that call, and it's still very prevalent, more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found myself so deep in that where it was like, well. Truly, then, logically, if nothing means anything, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can go shoot up a school or a, a Walmart, yeah. like what we're seeing. Or you could off yourself, because yeah. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so it was in, in, in those dark times where there was still some little coal of, of hope somewhere. An ember. Yeah. And for me, it came into what became absurdism. Mm-hmm. So not like ridiculous, but inherently not living and not killing yourself is absurd because there's so many reasons to off yourself because living sucks. So why do we do it? Well, because meaning. So then meaning is applied through this belief system that meaning is inherent and we should just follow it. And that's worked for a long time and that sustains life. But for me, it's rejecting those, uh, those ideas and arriving at my own conclusions of what meaning is mm-hmm. and saying, well, okay, if nothing means anything, and I don't believe there's inherent meaning, if nothing means anything, then it doesn't matter what I believe. Yeah. It doesn't matter that I believe that nothing means anything. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't matter that I don't believe that anything has meaning, then it doesn't matter that I can choose to do good yeah. or wrong. Yeah, I think so a lot of people n- think that. Yeah. If none of those things matter, then why not choose good? Yeah. Why not continue to live and progress and try yeah. to do better? Well, because also, if it doesn't mean anything you know, either way, do but you that know one. why I think a lot of people don't don't choose good because it's harder. It is. It's it, harder to be better for other people than it is to be better for yeah. yourself. It's so easy to just I could not care begin today just doing all the things that I want to do. And I think a big part of that for me was having a kid and realizing that now I am here for you. Yeah. And I've never been the suicidal type, or I've actually really never occupied any kind of those ideas. I mean, I've thought of it, but right. who doesn't have it? Yeah. So. But I would never do that now because it's not about me anymore. It's about her. Yeah. How much it would affect her in a lot if something like that were to happen. So that's where your meaning has developed. Or just even not being there for. Right. You know, everybody needs a dad. Everybody needs a mom. I don't care what anybody says. I hate to like, you know, like, but everybody needs someone there. Those two people there for them to give, like, I think the perfect thing is to give two perspectives from two different people. Yeah. Like you got you know, a male and female version of, and that's obviously there's situations where the, there's a, a dad in the situation and he's going to make it worse right. by being there. But my job is to not be the opposite of that. Make it the best, you know, teacher things yeah. and like teacher what I know, teacher those things that I was telling you, my dad taught me. Yeah. And that, and, and her, you. To, and her to hate them for a long time. <laughs> and then finally be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I love mowing now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so so that's cool, and 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 seeing those different perspectives, and that's where the context is, and yeah. that's the intention, and I that's think, the observation, I think and that's morality. Thing, another thing is whether a lot of people want it to admit it or not. I think people are tribal. I think they hundred percent. I think that if you become a hermit and you become this person that doesn't want to have anything to do with people because of all the bad things that have happened to you and all the negative, and you know, oh man, like. Every time I've tried to be a part of something, it's come to shit. You just haven't found your thing yet. Right. So I think tribalism and being around and being a part of something 
um, giving back and working towards the good of a group is what is what life is about. Mm -hmm. I think if you decide to isolate yourself and become a hermit, that is the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. It's not, it's not healthy. Humans are meant to be social, interactive, and it's, uh, towns, cities. Yeah. All of those are tribes, families, greenfield. You say greenfield. Yeah. That is a tribe. Mm -hmm. That is a a community. We changed the word, but it's the same idea. There's things I don't like about Greenfield, but I enjoy being a part of Greenfield. That's uh, of the things that I do like. So my band's name, the tribes, Mm -hmm. that's where, that's where I derived it is. uh, Have I told you the story of that origin? You have. Yeah. Dave Matthews. uh, No, not that part, but I know the, the concept behind tribes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I was with a friend and we went to a Dave Matthews show years ago. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, he, uh, he, he had brought drugs in with us and it was awesome. At Dave Matthews? At Dave no Matthews. No way. So we had weed and, you know, hardcore stuff like weed. And we smoked and... I love how you said that. <laughs> hardcore stuff like weed. I was waiting to be like heroin. No, just right. weed. <laughs> so we smoked and I got really, really out there. Mm-hmm. And so my whole perspective paradigm had shifted and I had to sit down on the ground because I was losing it. Yeah. And I sat down, the show hadn't started yet. It was the pre-show. Everybody's warming up. Everybody's mm-hmm. gaming, uh, you know, drinking and smoking and talking. And I sat down on the ground cause I was losing my mind and the whole, I felt all of the, I know this sounds like some hippie shit. I found, I felt the vibrations of the earth, like, Literally, the people. Well, I could feel all of the about group. the fucking turtle story. So yeah, so you get it. So, no, I just mean like. <laughs> or you would, you get would, how I. It would got. take a lot for you to tell me a story right now that wasn't as crazy as the turtle story. Yeah, well, that's good. So I started it. So now everything's <laughs> believable. That's perfect. Um, yeah, if so, you go like crazy in the beginning, then everything you say under that is yeah, like, it's yeah. sales one hundred and one, baby. <laughs> um, so I was hearing everybody's conversations people I did not know, strangers mm-hmm. completely. And I could start hearing them. Part of that hyper-awareness, you tune into different conversations. Did, did they, okay, I have a, a, an equally high story that when I was this high, I felt as if I could hear layers of stories. Yeah, more, like, so more to that point. You in your spot, yep. you have like a radar that's being set out by your ears. Yeah, and you're like, like, a, like a relay system. And have you ever heard of like, you know, you can see, like if you look a little farther, yes. if you hear a little farther. Exactly. It was that same, it was that same so perspective. So like you were, you were picking up on different conversations because you were uh, challenging your mind to focus on that right. conversation as opposed to this other one. Right. Yeah. So I was hearing them. Yeah. Um, the, the best example I can explain uh, to, to, to make a visual is you remember in, I think it was Dark Knight mm-hmm. where uh, Lucius, Lucian, Lucius, yeah. Fox, right? I think that's his name. Yeah. Makes the like little oh, TVs yeah, yeah. where it's just like everybody's he technological. Can he can pick up. Yeah. It was that. Yeah. happening in my head but with sound only? oh with sound and yeah. i was just hearing all these different conversations and they were like compartmentalized yeah and i could follow the different ones yeah. of what, how the people's day was you know what they're going to do afterwards mm. who they're fucking today yeah. who this everything yeah and it was all compiling at once and it was becoming very overwhelming for yeah. me and i in that moment i realized 
Later, what I was hearing were all these different sections, these different groups of people, these different tribes yeah. who had all come together yeah. and everybody is different and nobody's really connected yeah. except these small little ISO groups. Yeah. And then Dave walks out on the stage and, and everybody cheers one. and everyone, oh, I felt Fuck. every one of the conversations stop and become. stop and everybody unified and me, it became the same sensation. Yeah. Yeah. It became the same sensation yeah. from the entirety of, of yeah. everyone. And then later on reflection, I realized like that moment, that is unity. Mm. That moment yeah. was me experiencing unity because for the first time. Everyone was level. there for that one thing. And that thing hadn't started yet. Yeah. So all these individual things were happening. And then at one moment when yes. he came out and homeboy with the dreads, his yeah. first fucking violin chord or whatever it was. Yeah. It just was like, see, and, and that yeah. was the transcendent moment later. It wasn't everyone there was there to see Dave, right? Uh, to see the band, to, to have the music. Yeah. Everyone there had come there together in these small little groups. Well, it's also uh, one they thing unified. that they're all interested in. Yeah, thousands of people. Yeah, so they all instantly. came for that one thing. So even if they might be from different tribes, they all have this one thing. And, yes. And then in that moment, they became one exactly guess, tribe. Yes. Yeah. And the transcendent part was when I realized that it wasn't just the audience. All of the audience came there to see the band. Yeah. And the band came there to play for the audience. To make money. So, well, <laughs> yes, yeah. but they need that audience to make that money, to yeah. do whatever oh, goal. Sure. Yeah, and they're obviously, I mean, obviously. So then that was the, the next layer. Them being there comes from a deeper place than money. I, exactly. You know I mean? Obviously, I'm just joking, but yeah, I get what you're saying. But that was then the next layer. It yeah. was this middle ground mm -hmm. that I realized. It was like, we are all individuals here together in this place, in mm -hmm. this moment right now completely probably disagree about 90% of everything yeah, but you do but we all agree on this one yes, thing yeah. right now yeah. right here together mm -hmm. thousands of and us and that's why groups are started in the first place exactly because you like man I really like Dungeons yes. and Dragons yeah or I really like Pokemon so I'm or really I really like this Abercrombie I don't yeah. know if that could be one. <laughs> whatever but then you just start a group you're and then fishing, you find you're hunting, all these you're other, podcasting yeah you find all these like people that to surround yourself with to, I mean, I feel like also you can be super into something, yeah, but you're not really gonna like hit the extent of it of what it's like to enjoy that thing without other people. Yeah, I could love Pokemon by myself all day long, but until I go to a you know thing with all these people that also enjoy it and you have these conversations yeah. and you learn things you didn't know, yeah, that's what's really that's great, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And that experience, that whole culmination of everybody coming together in one moment for this thing. Yeah. That, I get why a lot of times people do go to their churches or their organizations or their religions mm -hmm. because that's the same. It's that next level. It's yeah. not about them. It's not about us. It's about this next thing. So that's where the name, the tribes, came from. That's awesome. And that's where I'm, you know, no, no matter who is part, that, that, I, I want that to be my band name. Yeah. You know, I mean, if forever. you walk around saying like, I want to be part of your tribe, that's going to sound a little hippie-ish. But in the end, like, right. That's what it all, like friend group or whatever yeah. you want to say is like this. That's all it is. is just these tiny little tribes or big, like you could call, I mean, republics. Yeah. Tribe. Yeah. You know what I mean, but it, it, that's, <clears> there's that's negative tribes. There's positive tribes. Yep. There's tribes that are, you know, like I said, you know, but are doing negative things and positive it's things. just but, tribes. Yeah, and but eventually everything is just a group of. If you walk through this life as like a 
you know, solo, like by yourself, there's not going to be a lot of positivity right. with that. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of negative that comes along with being a, cause you know, I used to do this thing when I was, I used to be a server and when I would walk into work, I would think to myself, it's going to be a rough night. Mm-hmm. And the reason I thought that is because there's so much personality involved with this job. There's all these different people. I have to mesh with all these servers. Yeah. And usually servers are usually, they're either young, or they're at a point in their life where they don't have like a real job. And then like, I, like I've heard people say like, I, my career is as in, uh, in being a server. I'm like, that's, yeah. oh, that's kind of weird. Like, I feel like this is just a, a stepping stone. An entry. So there's a reason why you're older in there. And there's a reason you're younger than there mm-hmm. and you're having to mesh with all these different personalities and work together with people that have drug problems that are too young to be like get behind the concept of what I'm trying to tell you in this moment. They're like, you know, like host. Yeah. They're always like 17 and they're like, I don't know. I just sat them there. I don't, you know, I don't yeah. really know. I just sat them there. Even though I've <laughs> sat seven people there before, like, like quadruple sat you with, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you're having to like understand all these different personalities and even, and then, then you're adding the personalities of people that intend on getting waited on. Yeah. So you're going table to table to someone that's already like, I want this. And you know, yep. you're hit or miss. You're going to walk up and this is going to be the biggest bitch you've ever met or the fucking nicest person. Yep. And it's everything in between. Yeah. And that, really taught me as much as it sounds crazy taught me a really a lot about people and how one second you're going to get you're going to hate the human race and you're going to be like why the fuck do i put myself in these situations and then the other moment you're going to get that's everything from someone being like where's my beer you know and it's been like four seconds yeah or to everything to here's a hundred dollar tip because we vibed or yeah yeah you know what i mean like so that's that as stupid as it sounds, taught me a lot about people and the existence yeah. and how we all correlate in one big thing because there's so much going on in that instance. Yeah. Yeah. Re- retail. I, I've never served, but I worked retail. So yeah. there's I a mean, lot of that same experience. Same thing, yeah. I mean, there's some smaller things that go into that, but trying to sell people stuff. I mean, even when well, you're not <laughs> selling them stuff, but you're just there for the purpose yeah. of, facilitating their transaction right so i mean there's a lot oh, that i try to sell that. them and stuff too well yeah you do that i'm and just I saying it. like i used to do this I thing didn't just try i yeah, sold yeah, yeah. them i got over the whole like all right tonight we're gonna push the tachos yeah which is like tater top mountain with all the stuff on it and i'm like i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna walk <laughs> up and be like like get a feel for what these people want right instead of trying to just sell this one thing like some people don't want fucking tachos. Some people right. came to have beers and I'm just going to walk up and I'm like, you Hey sure guys, you don't want the tachos. Hey, I'm Shane. I'll be taking care of you guys tonight. Can I get you guys started with a couple of waters while you think of what you, you know, look over the beer menu, yada, yada, yada. Dude, I had it down to like a fucking oh, science yeah. and I would walk back. And if I kind of saw them being interested in the beers and whatnot, then I would come up and be like, Hey, uh, I saw you guys are, you know, and then just kind of go over what we had, get a, get an idea of, do they like IPAs? Blah. Do they like, you know, some lighter Happy stuff? Birthday. You know, this, that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's all about, this all correlates into it. But like I, the point of this is that when I was a server, it gave me a really good idea of how people are. Mm-hmm. Because you're working with a lot of nutcases and a lot of good people at the same time. Yeah. And those two things can be like nutcases that are good people 
And then you're also waiting on people that are just everyday people. You get the poorest people come in, you get the richest people come in, you get everybody. Yeah. And you're just, it's not a high class restaurant. It's not like McDonald's. So it's like in there in the middle. So you're getting everybody at one point and you're just kind of getting an understanding of how people are. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, I will look back at this and you know, like I am right now later in life and just, I learned a lot from being a server. Yeah. Yeah. I, I learned a lot from working in retail that in the moment or when I decided to quit, like, you know, I hate humanity, wash it all away kind of thing. And now looking back, it's like, no, there were a lot of good people. Yeah. There was a lot. Have of you ever had people. a thought of, man, I just want a job where I'm just left alone. I'm sitting there by myself. Yes. And I'm able to do my own thing. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm actually trying to get on at a uh, bakery. Right yeah. Now. So and, I can just go and make things. And I, I know yeah, there's going to be customer no, interaction. But things, that's the but, other extent of it too, is like, boom, what I just talked about. And then two is also like, I think everybody needs alone time as well. Yes. Like when I talk about tribes and all this stuff, we also, I need my alone time. Yeah. Any little ounce of like, I love at work when they send me to go work on something by myself. I can put my headphones in, which you're not supposed to do while you're working on airplanes. Yep. But I put my headphones in, chill do my own thing. I don't have to, you know, worry about how he wants to do it or, you know, I'm just in my own little world working, working on, on something. Yeah. Those nights are fun to have, but also I've had some camaraderie come from all getting a task done on a plane together and the way yeah. that it works smoothly. You know, balance. Like, yeah. The balance between. Yeah. The, uh, the alone time. That's why it takes so long in the shower. <laughs> like, there's probably, there's probably like when, after you masturbate, you have to have the, you yeah, know, the you have to have, that, you know, yeah. 45 minutes or so yeah. to just chill just, and decompress and just, you know, figure when things out. When I hear out. the word raw dog, it's like it's, me making my own raw because I'm in there for your own dog raw five minutes. skinning your dog. Yeah. Like the Chinese do. Oh yeah. Isn't there, there's a country that has a dog day where they just China, I think, I think China, I think it's a smaller city in China. But I heard there's like a, a very specific uh, city or country, you know, mm -hmm. that does specifically that where like they you have that festival where you like you've seen the videos on Facebook, right? Of yeah. Like oh, catching yeah. dog and beating him with a stick and like and then them trying to stop him. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, like they skin the dog and it's still alive. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. And it's fucked up. Because it's, they stop it's doing that. different than our culture. So it's wrong. Well, it's also, in my opinion. I think that they should not maybe do that because... And vegans, shut the hell up before you start saying anything, okay? I love my steak. <laughs> steak is delicious. <laughs> I'm about 87% vegetarian. You shut the hell up. But I'm not going to say I'm a vegetarian because everyone else will wow, that pepperoni on that pizza. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah it's gonna, I'm not going to say I'm a vegetarian. I had a real good friend who was vegetarian for about three weeks. He was doing it. I liked his morality of it. He was doing it to oppose the uh, the meat industry, which is fucked up. Yeah. But we got drunk and then went to Jimmy John's and had like giant like nightclub BLTs. And, yeah, just, and we ate them together. Fucking, and well, so I guess like, if they're BLTs, it's only bacon. But I just think of lunch meat as one of the worst. It's so delicious. Isn't so, it? So salty and delicious. All those sulfates and sodiums. But literally, it's so bad. It's just chemically processed meat. Delicious. Well, that's good. It's yeah. Good as fuck. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> cold meat killed the train. Yeah. Is that going to be the title? 
cold meat killed the train. I yeah. guess if you say it and then we really emphasize on it, that's probably going to Cold be. meat killed that train of topics. We just went from talking cool, philosophy, and morality cold to cuts. cold cuts, and then it stopped dead. Cold cuts killed the train. Yeah. Toot, toot. But the Can next we, train coming. Didn't we talk about this before? The chugga, 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 didn't we? I don't know. The How many chuggas become from the... Oh, toot, toot. yeah. I don't think we ever talked about it on here, did we? I think we did with um, Calvin, wasn't it? It was either Calvin or Justin and Johnny Ooh, that one time. Maybe but it was. Do you go chugga chugga choo choo? Do you go chugga chugga choo? What did chugga, I say? Chugga, Mine chugga, was eight. Chugga 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 choo choo. Yeah, mine's eight. Yeah, I, I believe with that. Yeah, I got I eight chuggas before, not chugga chugga choo choo, because that's, that's way weird. too fast. Yeah. Or it's chugga, like it's, chugga chugga choo choo. Yeah, you're a serial psycho. You're worse than people chugga, 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 who clip chugga, there. Chugga, chugga, oh, chugga. God. So I just got to say this one before we go to the next uh, heavy topic. Before we get out of here. Well, we got to talk just a little bit about the Epstein shit, and then we'll finish it up. Well, I got to pee. Yeah, I do too. All these IPAs. Um, so we'll hustle. So the last thing that I'll say about the weird, gross things and then the psychopathy stuff that we just talked about. Uh, there's a meme going out on Facebook right now that actually gives me the cringe. One time we talked about how, uh, what's the scariest horror film? And I said, uh, the Texas Chainsaw, the beginning uh-huh. where they ripped all the teeth out of that girl's head and it was ugh, gross, don't like it. Yeah. There was a meme going around on Facebook last couple of days of a kid who had nail clippers on his tooth. And then there was another picture of somebody who did it, whether it was the same kid or not, who took nail clippers and clipped oh his his tooth in God. half. And you saw the enamel layers, you saw the root, and it seriously, it was nail clippers, that grossed me out. Then it was the tooth, and that grossed me out. Uh, and I just did not like any of that. So cold cut killed the train, but that story made me really disgusted. So here's the picture of it that I found. Um, that's the, that's the tooth. Yeah. Sean, scroll down on that. Oh my God. Dude. Oh my God. And then it shows like the skin that it's attached. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I almost as worse as bad as Calvin sending us a picture with toenails in his mouth. Oh my God. (laughs) He did that too. For the listeners, we talked about it uh, a few episodes ago. Um, was that the last one he was on? Yeah, with us, episode nineteen, Talking maximum about how leverage. Gross, uh, toenails clippings were, and then a few days after, he clipped his toenails and put them on his tongue, and then sent us a picture of it, and then I almost threw up. So gross, dude. Yeah, and then, and then I saw that, I saw that picture with the tooth. I, I, it seriously like makes me sick to think yeah, about it. Anything with teeth on it. I've had, have I you ever had dreams stuff. about le- losing your teeth? Yeah. All the time. I think that's a sign of Commun- loss of communication or something like that. Was some, yeah. Something like that. Read into it in that degree. Um, one of the nastier ones that I've seen is the guy tried to put the drill through the corn on the cob and spin it really fast oh and then God. eat the corn. But he did it with a hard piece of corn, like straight off the stalk. Oh and then it just popped his front two teeth like the just out. All I want for Christmas yeah. is my two front teeth. Like that's Done. what it was like right off the bat. Just popped him straight out. And he was like looking at the camera like, oh, fuck. I don't know if that's real or not. Darwin taught us about evolution yeah. and how uh, the the trends of those who are best suited for their environment tend to be the ones who reproduce. Yeah. And then we got the br- braid, the great idea, the bright idea 
of saying, let's do everything we can to stop that trend and allow every psychopath idiot to just keep living. Can I, can I, I want to propose something. Okay. I think we should begin making a statistic about people who die with the hold my beer thing. Like, you know what I mean, right? By like, hold my beer and watch this. Like and they, then clipses. They're doing Jeez. something for um, either internet fame or they're at a party or yeah. they're doing it to impress somebody. Instead of them saying like, they died in a motor co- motorcycle crash. It should be a statistic starting with hold my they beer. died oh, doing this thing because they were trying to impress people. A so, stupid thing. Yeah, because those are going to be tied into... You know, it's just thrown into accident, isn't it? Yeah, or whatever kind of death, like motorcycle crash or, um, you know, rope swing death or drowning. Yeah. But really, these were deaths caused by them making bad decisions and like, hey, I'm, I want everyone to like me, so I'm going to do this thing. Idiocy. Yeah. And I think it should be a new thing. So. Yeah, like, uh, like those people who will climb skyscrapers yeah, or tall like, scaffoldings yeah. and then fall to their death. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I mean. And it should be a new statistic saying people who died yeah. for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Instead of person died falling off of a building. Right. Why did you fall off a building? Yeah. Because you're an idiot. Or likes. Likes and Ad- subscriptions. Admiration. And... I don't, I don't understand that stuff myself, but I guess I'm kind of a, I'm you know kind of localized to the ground. Yeah. If I I've ever thought of the worst way to die, I'd probably be hanging myself in a prison cell. Speaking of Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. What do you know about this guy? Old Heffy. My name Jeff. <laughs> I don't know a lot about him. I actually don't know who he is. I just saw that he was in the recent news. Yeah. And that he is in trouble. Or was was yeah he did or he's on witness protection yeah um for is it child trafficking or human trafficking uh, or sex or what all of the above really bad yep. stuff throw it so, all in the above um yeah and he's in trouble for all that noise and then the day that he was or the day that they were going to reveal all who had been helping him or in some kind of contact with him while he was doing that or knowing that he was doing that, he was murdered in his jail. I'm just kidding. Uh, yes. He committed suicide. Yep. That's all I know. And so, okay, we'll start from the beginning with him and touch over this. Um, I know we're at 117 already. Our listeners have been hanging with us there. Uh, so Jeffrey... Edward I like to think Epstein. that they're like, more, more. Yeah, I like but, to think that too. But, so we're just yeah. going to go with that. Who knows? That they are. Um, Epstein was an American financier and convicted sex offender. Epstein began his career in finance at the investment bank Bear Stearns before forming his own firm until his conviction for sex crimes in 2008 for running an underage prostitution ring for well-connected globalist, financial, political, and cultural elite. So this is a dude who had humble beginnings in, uh, in New York, I think is what I had, I had read. Yeah, in New York City, in Brooklyn. Um, he, they were just middle class. He started working uh, at a school. He started teaching. He started uh, 
getting in with uh, Alan Greenberg, the chief executive of Bear Stearns. Uh, then the guy was impressed with him, so he joined and learned the art of finance trading on Wall Street. That's how he became connected to huge money and to prominent political power and financial people, right? Yeah, yeah. to power. Yeah. So on and on, he does these things. He starts uh, investing in, he starts forming all these groups, making more money. Um, so question, in 2008, when he was convicted of those things, yes. did he do jail time? Uh, he did some time. Um, yeah, scroll back up to that. Uh, it's in the... Sean, the come on, dude. He's, he's a little hungover, he said. Um, he did, and yeah, we were, we will find that. Um, he, so Epstein at that time, in 82-ish, uh, stated to some people that he was an intelligence agent for the U.S. government, that he became a prominent like figure CIA and became part of intelligence. Okay. And it says whether this is truthful or a joke, it's not really clear. Because it would have to be the CIA, right? Central Intelligence Agency. Right, Pro most likely. Yeah. Uh, so during the 80s, Epstein possessed an Austrian passport that had his photo but a false name. I'm getting this, all of this information digest from Wiki, right? Um, How did I know this was going to get like way fucking deeper than... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so he's, he's deep. The passport showed his place of residence in Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia. U.S. Florida District Attorney Alexander Acosta. I didn't know this. We're, we'll get to this part here in a second who handled Epstein's criminal case in 2008, stated that he had been told that Epstein belonged to intelligence and that this case was above his pay grade and to leave it alone. He was told by higher execs and uh, people up top, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So as a side here to this point, Alexander Acosta is an American attorney and politician who served as the 27th United States Secretary of Labor from 2017 to 2019. Trump nominated Acosta to be Labor Secretary in 2017. So Acosta has been part of the Trump and Epstein case for a while. Okay. Um, so during this, Epstein's client, Saudi Arabian businessman, uh, this guy was one of several defense contractors, uh, he Epstein helped fund Israel and Iran war trafficking. Then he got into his own uh, company that he then moved to an island in the, uh, where was it? It was down a little bit, U.S. Virgin Islands. In 1996, Epstein changed the name of his firm to Financial Trust Company for tax advantages based on the island of St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. By relocating to the U.S. Virgin Islands, Epstein was able to reduce federal income taxes by 90%. So his company, that was taxes, found to be yeah. super Ponzi scheme, like consultant intelligence with foreign countries. Yeah, anytime you move your yes. accounts to an offshore account or whatever you call it, yes. that's some shady business. Yes. Yeah. So he, he moved it off, shady, 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 shady business. Do you um, know if he had like a family or not? Or is he just kind of like... No, he's just, he's just himself doing all this stuff. Uh, 2006 lawsuit alleged that Epstein installed concealed cameras in numerous places on his property to record sexual activity with underage girls by prominent people for criminal purposes such as blackmail. So he's been doing this for a while. 
He got involved with the sex trafficking industry for underage girls and had a private island on the U.S. Virgin St. Thomas and a private plane that he would fly prominent politicians, financial investors, uh, bankers, etc., up in this plane so that they could have sex with children. And he's recorded it all. So he's got all these names. He's got all this blackmail, right? Yeah. Um, in 2015, evidence came to light that one of the powerful men in Epstein's mansions may have been Prince Andrew, Duke of York. A former employee told the police that Epstein would receive messages three times a day. Eventually, the FBI compiled reports on 34 confirmed minors eligible for uh, restitution, increased to 40 in the MPA, whose allegations of molestation by Epstein included corroborating details. Do you know what the uh, Bohemian Grove is? Yeah, 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 so yeah. Do you yeah. think this is part of that? Absolutely it do. Seems, it sounds... I really do. Okay. Um, I, I really do yeah. because this is the top secret elite stuff that yeah. people talk about yeah. that I, I choose first and foremost to use Occam's razor and eliminate the big things and say it's simple or but, uh, even Illuminati type. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So on the way here today, me on the way to this podcast, I was thinking about this and how Occam's razor and the time of information in this world that we have, I think it's broken. I think it's a broken uh, philosophy Occam's razor used to say, yeah, take out the big things. The most simple is the most probable. So that for it's the most likely. Yeah. I think Occam's razor is rusted. Now it's Occam's ra- uh, rusted razor okay. because there is so much more to the layers that we can get. Yeah. So, um, in 26, uh, 2006, Palm Beach police filed a probable cause affidavit saying that Epstein should be charged with four counts of unlawful sex with minors. He got some, uh, some time, like 13 months, for being found molesting uh, girls. Because, you know, it was a plea deal. Acosta yeah. got him off on a plea deal, so he paid a bunch of money. Because when you're rich, you can just throw a bunch of money at the system and say, tell you what, you know, I did this. I agree. I was yeah. guilty, but here's $6 billion. Yeah. Fuck off. So he kept doing all of this stuff. Uh, here's where Acosta later said he offered a lenient plea deal because he was told that Epstein belonged to intelligence. So now this may be where I, I don't understand it completely. Uh I th- I don't think Acosta maybe was with him. I think maybe Acosta was against him, but Acosta backed down because he was said he was offered a lenient plea deal because he belonged. He was told that Epstein belonged to intelligence, was above his brigade, leave it alone. Epstein agreed to plead guilty. Seems like Acosta was states. powerful, but not as, par- as powerful as somebody else who was running him or Epstein. So he was yes. basically like, "Hey, you need like back stay off. in your own lane here." Exactly. Maybe some like Kennedy shit. Yeah. But he was still present for all of this stuff, which is interesting. Um, U.S. government eventually agreed to allow Epstein to plead guilty to just one count of just one count of eliciting prostitution from an underage girl. Epstein agreed not to contest civil claims brought by the 40, uh, found that the victim's prosecutors had violated victims' rights and that they had concealed the agreement from the victims instead urged. I have a question. Yeah. Do you think it's that hard for someone to just have sex with someone who's 18 other than like 17 or 13? Like genuinely, do you think they do it because of the fact that they know it's wrong and that they're yes. younger? Or do you, cause like, I don't understand that. Like it would be so easy for me to just be like, Oh, I'll just have sex with normal people that are legal. No, you know I, I, mean? I, I, I truly believe it's all about the power. 100%. Well, it's just something about, that has, happens with money, 
you know, at least so I've been told is that once you've done all these things, then you're like numb to that and you want to do some yeah. other things. So when you have money, I'm sure you probably get tired of having sex with just really hot girls all the time. And then so you, you switch wanna it up to one kids. up. Yeah. And then there's this kind of like demonic thing to this. I feel like oh, I, yeah. I, I just I don't know if that's a fact, but I feel like there's some kind of like really negative like demonic yeah, so following behind all of this. In in that with my belief, uh I I oppose like I said the idea of of demons existing maybe uh, most likely, but I think that the evil part of humanity yeah this is I think fully manifested. Yeah, and in I think that, demons I would just, call that a demon. I think demons are just evil people that are following a demonic Agreed. on that lifestyle. On that philosophy, yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. So conviction and sentencing, 2008 to 2011. On June 30th, 2008, after Epstein pleaded guilty to a state charge, one of two, of procuring for prostitution a girl below age 18. Disgusting. He was sentenced to 18 months in prison. While most convicted sex offenders in Florida are sent to state prison, Epstein was instead housed in a private wing of the Palm Beach County stockade and, according to the sheriff's office, was after three and a half months allowed to leave the jail on work release for up to 12 hours a day, six days a week. So they they took him to some really nice place and made him be put him up in a nice place and said, yeah, be we'll by yourself money. for three months, mm -hmm. and then after three months you can go to work every day, yeah, and then probably return to this really nice place. This is what money is. Yeah, this this is yeah, what people sure. talk about. Yeah, when they say like eat the rich, kill the rich, this is the stuff they're talking about that yeah. happens all the time, and we just yeah. we are hearing about Epstein it's right now. Unequal treatment because we don't have money. Think think about this, right? If you are speeding down the road, yeah. right, and you're going 120 miles an hour, let's say I'm going 200 60, miles. Let's an say hour. you're going 200. Like Doesn't I'm matter. In like a fucking spaceship, and you are a poor person. Yeah, your life's over. Oh, for sure. Or I won't have. At the very least, yeah, I'll never have a license again. Right. Yeah. But if you're a rich person, I can just pay it. Yeah. Because when the system is is designed so to target because, people say, financially, let's say um, Cumberland right here. Yep, I'm speeding like a madman through there. Guy pulls me over. I'm like, okay, I'll take the ticket. I go to Cumberland the next day. I was like, I will give you one hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate especially your time. Thanks for driving through. Especially our town. when you can pay more to get your ticket. Did you know that? You can do that. Mm -hmm. You can pay more to get your uh, ticket erased from your... Yeah. Just like when... Uh, so imagine you can pay like 300 bucks to do that or pay the normal like $180 ticket. Yep. Imagine being rich and being able to say like, I can do whatever I want as long as I yes. give all this money that I have the to someone. The security... Of the U.S., right? Yeah. And I and for listeners who didn't hear my quotes, I did quotes around security. <laughs> yeah. When I went to Colorado this last time, mm -hmm. the drug laws are stupid. Drug war is stupid as hell. Well, tell that to Indiana, who's surrounded by yeah. three different states. Governor Halcombe, you're an idiot. Legal marijuana. So yeah. when I went there, where weed is legal and prevalent in many stores around, you can go in and buy it everywhere. I, on my way home, 
I didn't bring anything back, of course, because I was flying. But I got there to the Colorado, the Denver airport, went up through security, asked where to go. They pointed me in a direction in a line. I went through that line. I got up to the booth, handed him all my stuff, and he said, you grew a beard? And I was like, yeah, I grew a beard. He goes, you don't look right in the ID. And I was like, I know I don't look like that in the ID. And he's like, well, you need to go to the other line. I said, why? He goes, you didn't buy the pass. I said, what pass? He said, the easy pass. I said, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah. you have to go to the line with the dogs. And that's how he said it. Mm. So I had to get out of line, went back into line, walked through this switch back to get through. Then I was yelled at by this very angry lady that I needed to walk right next to the wheelchair because there was a handicap entrance with the general public, uh, general public line. Yeah. So I was next to an, a wheelchair. We had to walk down this like roped off corridor with a police officer, a TSA agent, and a drug dog. Because you don't have, because you have a beard. No, because I didn't buy the Easy Pass. If I had paid uh, fifty more dollars, I wouldn't have been yeah. searched. And that's the kind of stuff. Well, that that's it, on a hyper yeah. micro scale. Well, you want to hear even more micro than that? Yeah. Going to a theme park and being able to go to the front of the line to ride a roller coaster because you paid more. Exactly. And that's to, what that's know, what it all is. Yeah, it just gets smaller and smaller. But eventually, if you have enough money, you can fucking do whatever you want. Exactly, and that's whatever where you want. That's where we're at with Epstein yeah. and his private. But you know what I do love? Traffic island. Every once in a while, I'll go through videos on Facebook, and there'll be some like chancellor or whatever you want to call them, and somebody gets in trouble, and they'll they use the line that makes me cream my pants, and it's "Do you know who I am?" Yep, and then they still go to jail or they st- or I saw this one the other day where the the somebody's kids got pulled over for speeding or yeah. doing something they weren't supposed to do and the mom came and she's like I am in charge of these kids tell me what they did I am a US blah blah, blah you know insert Dropping names insert whatever I do for my job and the two cops were like we don't give a fuck <laughs> who you are I love that when and it's then, yeah and she got she resigned and it made me just you know what I mean? That stuff makes me happy. Like yeah. just because you have a job where you're powerful doesn't mean you you are you are especially if you're in law. Yep. If you're fighting for this thing on a daily basis that is what the whole fucking world is about, the law, then don't try don't to use it to try don't to be above it. it. Yeah. You are working towards that thing and don't power corrupts. Yeah. So back to Epstein with all of exactly what we just talked about. After he pleaded guilty, 18 months, three and a half months released, this contravened the sheriff's own policies requiring a maximum remaining sentence of 10 months and making sex offenders ineligible for the privilege. He got off six and a half months early, despite that being the rule. He was allowed to come and go outside of specified release hours, so he could just whenever he wanted. That probably, like, you know how they use words to make things sound? That probably meant he got to go do whatever he wanted. 100%, that's what that means. Epstein's cell door was left unlocked and he had access to the attorney room where he uh, TV was installed for him before he was moved to the stockades previously unstaffed infirmary free range. It's all for show. It's all theater. He worked at the office of a foundation he had created shortly before reporting to jail. He dissolved it after he had served his time. <laughs> the sheriff's office received $128,000 from Epstein's nonprofit organization to pay for the cost of extra services being provided during his work release. His office was monitored by permit deputies whose overtime was paid by Epstein. He personally funded the guards who watched after him. Who, uh, they were required to wear suits, checked in, welcomed guests at his front desk. He is fucking 
Later, the sheriff's office said these guest logs how were destroyed. Up, how much? Yeah, you know why? Because the, who yep. are the guests? Thirteen-year-olds. The and the people who were coming to him still, he was running his private yeah, sex. And he's island. like, hey man, like you haven't been really keeping up with your fucking uh, child sex trafficking, and I need you to uh, help me out with yep. this branch of your shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just poor peasant farmers. Uh, sheriffs who are like, oh, billionaire guy. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll take it because we need a we need a new yacht. What? Okay, let me ask you something. Yeah. If you're that sheriff, you're actually a deputy, you're not even the sheriff, and you're looking at after Epstein. He's like, I'll give you four hundred thousand dollars if you. No, want. I'd be dead because I'd say no. Would you really? Yeah, I think I would. I I I don't think. I don't think. I've never been offered billions. I don't, I can't conceptualize what a million dollars is, let alone a billion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never seen it. I've never felt it. But I would like to think that I would be killed over that. I think too, because if that money that you're giving me lets you have power over underage children, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. I would, I would hope, I would hope to God. And but if, if I everybody ever did, said, I'd like, you know, like, immediately. there's a number, like, how much money would you suck dick for? Right. Like, there's a number. 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Faux free. Yeah, the bus station. Is it a pretty dick or an ugly dick? I mean, uh, d- uh, 35. Pubes, no pubes. <laughs> I'm just, I need to know these things. Uh, later, the sheriff's office said these guest logs were destroyed per the department's records retention uh-huh. clause. Uh, although, inexplicably, the stockade visitor logs were not. He was allowed to use his own driver to drive him between jail and his office and other appointments. So, I mean, already, like, this is, this is, he got busted. Yeah. And in his mugshot, he's just a smiling cunt mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I, I have children. I, I am the mastermind, basically, of the sex, the, the human trafficking. Yeah. You see a little kid, you think that kid's cute, kidnap them, and then I will pay millions for them and keep them as sex slaves on my island. Yeah. So that that's what you think it was was um, he paid parents money to let them give up their kids. I'm sure there may have been some, but I think it was more of the kidnapping of the cartels of the human trafficking because as yeah. drugs were, uh, become yeah. less more in other countries, you think than the United States or I think the United States is a huge part of it. I think other countries for sure were involved. So you think and that I think there's it's these criminal cases of children that, that are 100% linked to Epstein? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, Epstein served almost 13 months before being released. He was allowed long shopping trips and to walk around Palm Beach for exercise, quote unquote. Uh, he, then he was put on probation, house arrest in August 2010. So he's been around for a long while. He's had a lot of money for a long while. Um, a lot of people are involved. There are some big names happening. Uh, then so I sh- I shared it on on our Thunderwolf uh on on the Facebook and we're yeah keep keep scrolling through this Sean uh go down oh uh I think we opened it up on another link that talked about his island uh so on on Facebook I had shared on the Thunderwolf a post about Epstein just got arrested. Pay attention to what the media is going to do in the next few days. Some people have said like, well, next few days, you know, it was more than three, so it doesn't count. But people were, were, were predicting 
things in the media would start happening that would take away from the Epstein case. Insert shootings. Insert shootings. Yeah. Insert mass shootings. And now the public talks about gun laws. That's what the big argument is right now. Yeah. The Clintons are heavily involved. Even though I will admit... In Epstein. The Epstein thing was pretty popular because a lot of people made it that way. But imagine how popular it would have been if the shootings hadn't happened. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, th- that's the other one there. Um, so this article is from The Cut, what we know about Jeffrey Epstein's pedophile island. So that was the background into where we're at. Yeah. Very powerful man, tons of money, has yeah. gotten away with it before, lenient sentences, mm-hmm. allowed to do whatever the hell he wanted. More than two decades ago, little St. James Island, a small body of land tucked in the U.S. Virgin Islands, became began to change in ways that the locals on other islands regarded with suspicion. Plants were cleared, poles bearing American flags went up, security guards lined the beach. These transformations, according to the Associated Press, happened when the island was bought by a now-disgraced billionaire, Jeffrey Epstein. So this article was written July, uh, July 30th, 2019, before his most recent, a few days ago, supposed death. Epstein was indicted in July, sex trafficking, early 2000s. What exactly transpired on the island, Epstein's main residence, remains subject of rumors. The island has, however, gained a handful of sinister nicknames to your demonic reference over the years. Orgy Island, Pedophile Island, and Island of Sin. Epstein Bloomberg reports preferred the name Little St. Jeff's. How cute. Fucked up. The island of Epstein, uh, main place of residence, uh, 98, he paid $8 million to purchase the island, which situated between St. Thomas and St. John. Multiple buildings, helicopter pad. cheap for an island. Mm-hmm. $8 million. You can't even buy a uh, 747 for $8 million. No, and this was in 98. So I don't know what that adjusted for inflation is, oh, yeah. but that, regardless, yeah. not a lot. Um, though not many details have been reported, a uh, former IT contractor worked for Epstein, from 99 to 05, shed light. What was to be found inside Epstein's residence? Countless photos of nude women. There were photos of topless women everywhere on his desk, in his office, in his bedroom, which is not inherently wrong, but it's Epstein we're talking about. So yeah. who knows these women? Um, conspiracy theorists have suggested that the temple was either, he built a temple on the island, uh, was either a secluded setting for Epstein's abuse or that it concealed a hidden underground location for the same purpose, which is most likely. James Both, a contractor whom inside consulted with the story, noted that it, while it was possible to install an underground, the construction would have been most likely been documented by a vendor to ensure regulation inspections. We've already concluded that Epstein paid off the law enforcement thousands of dollars to just do whatever the hell he wanted. And now the, 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 the counterpoint to, eh, it's not likely that he had that is because it would have been documented. His records in prison were erased. <sighs> what makes it particular, this building, uh, if you want to keep people out, the bar would be placed inside the building. Uh, he claims, however, that the gym allegedly features an especially large framed photo of a topless woman. So the, the temple, if you see the, the temple look there that Sean's got pulled up, it's just... This island, and it's got this weird colored temple on it. Uh, he also had an interest in pirate treasure, quote. He allegedly ran his trafficking ring there. Um, Epstein had a dedicated team of workers on the island who trafficked girls as young as 12 to his clients. 
Sarah Ransom, one of his alleged victims, said she tried to swim off the island only, only to be found by a search party that included Epstein and his cohort, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell. Okay. I'm I like Ghislaine better. Gis- yeah, Ghislaine's way better. Ransom also said that they kept her passport so she could not leave. Um, on down, and he reportedly ordered heavy renovations while he was facing a potential life sentence for his role in alleged tracking. That's when he started to be found. Here's where we start getting the big names. Bill Clinton allegedly visited the island, though he has repeatedly denied the claim. Uh, Virginia Roberts, who claims to have been trafficked by Epstein, told her lawyers in 2011 that she saw Clinton with two young girls. I remember asking Jeffrey, what's Bill Clinton doing there? And he laughed it off and said, well, he owes me a favor. Clinton, however, has reportedly denied this allegation through a spokesperson. Um, so he's not said himself, but he's just like, I, I don't know anything about it. Uh, Epstein bought a neighboring island in 2016 for 18 mil, uh, construction on a compound there for trafficking. That's honestly probably the inflation right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's eight to 18 mil. Yeah. Um, I am uncomfortable having received money from someone who has been accused of these egregious actions multiple times. Plaskett has said, who was the, uh, delegate to the U S Virgin. So that more or less brings us up to where we are today with him. Yeah. So Epstein has been doing this for a long time, was found guilty, paid off the the, the people, have tons of clients that mysteriously disappeared, yeah. were found, indicted, brought to court, arrested. He's thrown in jail, in solitary, beaten up. He's on suicide watch because they said that he had damage around his neck. And then taken off suicide watch. Then... Exactly. Taken off suicide watch. So he goes into prison again. Gets Now he's done. He's got a bunch of names coming up. Uh, correction to what I said, I think, two episodes ago. I said this is election year. It's not election year. Next year is, but we're preparing for that. We're preparing for an election year in which the Clintons are heavily involved. The Clintons have absolutely paid for the DNC campaigns for the Democratic National you have Trump involved in this, which now reports are saying that Trump has said, no, he saw that Epstein was doing these things, couldn't believe his eyes, and kicked him out of his resort. Okay. Mm-hmm. All reportings, you know, who is paying these people off? Right. How can you trust anything? Right. Occam's Rusted Razor. Yeah. So, so then. That, so that's for sure the name of this episode. <laughs> Occam's Rusted Razor? Yes. Okay. Uh, then he is. Uh, supposed to go to trial, release all of these names of his clients, mm-hmm. mass shootings take over. Yeah. Then what happens? He hangs himself. He hangs himself while being, a, quote unquote, not on suicide watch. Because they took him off right yeah. before he did it. Convenient, right? And, and I also saw something that said the the video cameras in that cell in that moment had a malfunction. From what I have gathered beyond when that was first seen, uh, apparently somebody made that up on Twitter. Okay. For what that's worth. Okay. But still shady. Maybe business. that was the truth, and that person got contacted by some of Epstein's guys. Sure. And, yeah. You know, still hey, shady, this is fake. Regardless, shady business. Regardless, all of this is super shady. Yeah. So I, I guess the point of this is that this stuff does happen. Yeah. This stuff is happening and will happen. Yeah. The people are divided on whether or not to protect themselves. And this is the kind of thing that runs everything of the western society in my opinion yeah and i thought this was this was a particularly interesting time 
because so much, so many people are divided right now about so many different things, as we said, into their yeah. small tribes, yeah. into their broken up groups, gun laws, this law, women's rights, gay rights, straight rights, blue rights, we're black a, lives. We're in a very, very, very weird place. In we the are United in a very right? weird place. Like it's going to amp up. It's going to get yeah. crazier. Crazier things are going to happen. Eventually something very, I don't even know. I don't want to say a revolution. I don't want to say... You're, there's no way that they're going to come knocking on door to door asking for our guns. That's not going to happen. There will be a lot of that. deaths. Yeah, there would be a lot of... Yeah, it's not going to happen. Because there are people out there that I know, and there's got to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of other people that they say they will not come to my house and they will not take my guns away from me. I think it's going to be Area 51 stuff. What do you mean? I think there are going to be some crazy motherfuckers who go through with this and go to Area 51 and get killed. And people are going to riot and people are going to revolt and it's going to become hardcore. Yeah. I don't know. In I don't know what it's going to take for there to be some kind of huge event where the people finally <clears throat> do something about the kind of. The, the thing that bothers me is the people being divided. Yep. That's what. And I feel like without sounding crazy that's what they want to happen yeah the more divide and conquer i mean as, as simple it's, and as dumb as that sounds like you divide a whole nation and it's easier to conquer it's, take our take some people's guns uh make it about race um do whatever make you it, can make it about sex make it about whatever you can make it about to where you're dividing us as much as you possibly can here's a dirty trick in the sales game Sales. You're talking about something so mundane. Yeah. Consumerism. You get two people and they don't know what to do. Well, who pays the bills? Yeah. You ask that question. Jokingly, maybe. Yeah. But instantly, you have created a divide. Or And then even, you just target to the one that you like. Not even who makes pays the bills, but who calls the shots. Yeah. Not only is sometimes the person that pays the bills not always the one that calls the shots. Subservience and who dominance. the power, yeah. That's what it's about. And, that, and yeah. dividing and conquering does work. But it is without, tried and true. Without sounding like obvious, I, and I think a lot of people feel this, there's something coming. Can't yeah. tell you what it is. No. Can't tell you if it's going to be Area 51. <laughs> Can't tell you if it's going to be a gun thing. But I can tell you you're not going to go door to door and take people's guns because that shit's not going to work. So there has to be <sighs> something to happen. I, I, I kind of hope, and this is a sad hope, that they are only doing these mass shootings so that they, they can take your eyes away from something else because the opposite of that is that they're doing it so that they can make stronger gun laws. And I don't want people to die. I don't, right. I, but I think that there's, this isn't happening. This is so fucking weird. It's, it's not happening No. because something changed and people started being crazy. It's happening because there's political power being pushing all of this. Yeah. Something's happening to why these things are happening. People aren't deciding just, I'm mentally ill and I'm going to go start shoot up a school. Exactly. This is something happening that's political. And I believe that wholeheartedly Yep. because there has always been mentally unstable people with yep. guns. There always has, there's always been mentally unstable people that have the option to walk into their dad's room while he's at work and grab his fucking gun and go and shoot up somewhere. But for whatever reason from 2008 or whatever on, there's been this thing where it's become more and more prominent. It happened, I think it started happening in Obama's 
gener- you know, er- I don't, I'm mm-hmm. not blaming it on him by any means. I don't know the whole situation, but I think that's when it started happening. I think he was elected in 2008 or 2009. I can't remember. Eight, eight, I think it? eight or nine, late eight, early nine. Something. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when the elections are. So every four years. Okay. But I don't, I'm not saying 2020, I, I, 16, 12, eight. Yeah. yeah so eight, two, 12. Okay. Those are two. So I think that's what's happening. I think it's just politically driven and people are dying because of it. And then we're turning against each other over something that is mm-hmm. being politically driven. Yeah. So instead of looking at, it doesn't have to be, Politic. It doesn't have to be uh, Democrats and Republicans. That we, it's just them in general. That's a really good point. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. we're looking to them for answers sometimes, but we're. I think we should be looking to them for answers and when it comes to like why this is happening. I don't think it. Like I think it's just a a way to turn us against each other and get us to look away from what's really happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> This and that's that's something I was saying with the uh, how weird this is. Yeah, this Epstein thing. I have been around on the internet and and what I would for myself consider prominence. Yeah, meaning I've seen a lot. I've been participating in a lot. This is the first time I've ever seen a conspiracy of this level where everyone is agreeing something's weird. Too. I also it. think they're getting. They're getting um, lazy with them. Yeah, they're getting to the point where they're like, "Well, they'll fucking believe anything. They'll believe it. They won't do anything about yeah. it." Yeah, and they're probably right. Yeah, but it's gonna get to a point where they do it enough to where we will do something about it. This is the first time I have ever seen something like that. Where so conspiracy theorists and non-conspiracy theorists to put them both out there in these groups of division, yeah. as we've just talked about. It's all about what's what's happening, what's not happening. Yeah. Both of those things can intermingle. You just said yes. two things, conspiracy theorists and non like those are the necess- those are kind of the same thing. Yeah. Because neither one knows what's actually happening. But each one believes that yeah. they are right or but they I, wouldn't but believe I, it. But I won't sit here and say that I know one way or the other. Right. Because there's no... That's the speculative. That's yeah. kind of how I tend so, to be too. Am I a conspiracy theorist or am I just a... Spec- a, a skeptic yeah. yeah so am i actually thinking that these things are happening or are they happening you yeah. know what i mean like and that's, and that's the crazy part of it it's like no one's yeah. telling us the truth you got your people thinking this because the news tells them that and yep. you got your people being like you know what i call bullshit because the news said this i go the opposite yeah and it just doesn't like if you're a factual person and you can like make decisions on your own, you're going to see things in the news that are like, that's not right. The, There's something wrong with that. I joked like, about it earlier. All the way back to Las Vegas, the Las Vegas shooting. There yep. was something so wrong with that. Like he had, it's Everybody the whole situation. Felt it immediately. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Everyone was like, that's not, something's weird with this. Something but is weird. That's all you can do is say something's weird with this. Yeah. And then they say, well, it's weird that they have guns and now we're in a different topic. Yeah. I joked about it earlier. I apparently I was told Biden said, and I have I watched the first I watched the first Democratic debates and then I realized pretty pretty soon afterwards that it's all a fucking sham. That it's all just a it's a big goddamn joke. It's a big theater joke. It's a ha 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 and that's that. Um so I stopped watching him, but apparently Biden recently said uh things he said something like, what was it? The, uh, it's not, it's not the facts that matter, but the truth. Yeah. How crazy is that? 
that he said that the facts don't matter, the truth does. What does that even mean? But it's American politics, isn't it, baby? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it, and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah, we're living. Just keep talking about it. Living in a crazy time. At least we'll be able to say, "I knew this was going to happen." So, uh, to to toot my own horn, probably six years ago, um, I started telling friends, people close to me, for what it's worth, people can disbelieve this if they want. I started saying, "I don't know why." And I don't know why I think this and I can't place where it came from or how I feel about it, but some big shit's coming in 2019. You're like a, uh, what's it, what are they called? Not an Oracle, but Nostradamus, a, uh, a prophet. Yeah. You're like a prophet. I, people can disregard that if they want, but I swear on everything. Um, 2019 is something I had said a long time ago. Um, and I started telling people, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why 2019 though. And may I have to take a step away and go, well, you know, something happens every year. The majority so of year, 2019 but, is over. Yeah. And we're going to get to a point where I think, I don't, maybe not necessarily the biggest thing is going to happen within this year, but something's a brewing. This is the year that I've never felt this way before. Yeah. In my entire life. Yeah. Maybe that's getting older, maybe not, but I just can see it and everyone like you said, there's something. Yeah. Something is going on. Yeah. Or something's going to happen, you know. Yeah. Mean? Which is kind I of I feel more and the the thing with me is I feel more like I should be having a gun. <laughs> yeah, so uh this is not this is not a call to action and i and i specify that yeah this is not a call to action to uh militarize yeah. this is not a call to action to uh kill your leaders or kill anyone this is not i i am not encouraging that yeah but after these last shootings i've spent some serious time thinking about it and there are there are two main parties of thought get rid of all the guns and get more guns, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Even though there's uh, a million more guns in, mm-hmm. in the United States than there is people. Yeah. Ton- tons of them. Mm-hmm. But that's so, an actual statistic. I've started to talk to more people in my life about this and just get their general thoughts. And I've specifically been asking women in my life, friends, uh, relatives, uh, otherwise, and and asking the question, do you have self-protection? Most of the time, they say no. Yeah. Most of the time, no, I don't I don't carry a gun. I don't carry pepper spray. Why not? Well, mm-hmm. I'm scared of the gun. Okay? So let's look deeper there. Why are you scared? Because I've never used them or I've heard about them and they do bad things. And you and I would know the um, what it takes to become... Because at one point in my life, I didn't know anything about yep. guns either. And then you eventually by using them and shooting them and being showing how they're used, you become comfortable with them. Yes. So I think that can happen with anybody. Yes. I think it's just a, something that's not being taught to women as much. And then 
you know, they don't care as much about yes. it as men do because men love guns. Let's, and that's know, it. Let's be real about that's that. That's a huge factor here coming up. Yeah. So I think um, being comfortable with guns and knowing how that they how that they work, just like you know how, you know, anything works, how yep. your fucking hair straightener works. I know yep. that sounds kind of... Fit. No, but, <laughs> like but she, to but the point of it's a tool. And yeah. You need I mean, know. Yeah. And it would be very easy for any woman to go and figure out very quickly how a gun works. Yeah. And then they could carry it knowing that they know how it works and that it, nothing is going to, you know, they can use it when needed. Yeah. And so, and to that exact point, that's why I've been thinking a lot about this. And I've talked with some people. I'm not going to mention names. Um, not yet. Uh, what, what I'm interested in is just like you said, there was a time in our lives where we did not know how to use a gun at all. And it was intimidating. Yeah. It was intimidating. So imagine us men going to a predominantly male gun range intimidated. And feeling even more intimidated if you're a woman. Feeling more intimidated if you're a woman. Because you're going to a even like, because we felt intimidated. God God knows. And then them being a sex going into a place where it's probably feeling like it's going to be testosterone driven. Exactly. But a lot of those things can be, those are misjudgments too, because I feel like, to some I, degree, maybe it was. I feel like it was pretty scary to me, but then actually, when I went, it wasn't as so scary. That's yeah. it. That's it, and that's what I want to talk about. And that's the the last thing we'll we'll do before we wrap up out of here. I know we're at that two hour mark. Yeah, is what I'm very interested right now. Yeah. After talking with the women in my life, asking them all these questions, and almost always arriving at, I'm intimidated by this. Yeah, I as they should would be, though. like to see. If you are a gun person, meaning you are trained yeah. or you practice or yeah. you are knowledgeable in safety, I would like for you to reach out to women in your lives and start the education process. That's even Get something them involved. Take them that's take even away that fear. That I should do. Yes. You're talking directly to someone that should take more of an initiative to do that. I've taken my girlfriend to the shooting range and we've been once. And how easy is it to go one time and then forget? Exactly. You have to stay trained. I want, yeah. So I want to take initiative, like you're saying, and take my gun out, obviously, in safe measures yep. and then show her exactly what safety, to do, what not to do. You know, yep. how putting one, you know, one in the chamber works and getting it out, all yep. that, all that different thing, you know, all the different things that go with that. Yeah. And not even necessarily shooting, but just showing her how the gun works. Exactly. Yeah. Start the process. What I had reached out and I had said, you know, there are, well, have you been to this gun range or this gun range yeah. or this woman's club or this? And they were like, no, I didn't know any of those existed. So I think if you are a person listening, if you are someone who, appreciates your knowledge and has knowledge to share. I encourage you, not a call to action, but I encourage you to reach out to women in your life, your relatives, your friends. It it doesn't. And that, so there's a slight deviation coming there. Um, But I think, I think that starting with helping encourage women to get involved either showing them yourself or helping them make the call to the ranger, going with them the first time. Start the process. Help get women and then not only women, other men that you know who don't know. Yeah. Minority even, groups even that Calvin, you don't. 
Yeah. Calvin's a perfect example. We have a very early episode where we all talked about going to the shooting range. Yeah. And Calvin, I think, I don't want to speak for him, but he seemed a little intimidated when we first went in there. But by the end of it, he was like shooting the fucking thing in the penis. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Having a lot of fun with it because he understood what he was doing. And was he respecting understood. It. Yeah, and we and I think what helped also was him and I got there early and we were looking at different guns and I was explaining to them like you know like this Glock doesn't have a yeah a safety the safety is actually in the trigger and like telling him you know those kind of things and once you gain knowledge of that and then and then after that we were able to shoot the guns he left there feeling pretty confident I think yeah. And, you know, wanting to become a gun owner because of his confidence. I mean, he, I think a lot of people will say, I've always wanted a gun, but I just never, I don't know how to start insert Mm -hmm. whatever. So I think an important thing is to have people, I mean, lots of ranges have programs, Yeah, but some people don't always feel comfortable with trying to join a program with people they don't know. Exactly. So I think the thing is to, if you catch any kind of glimmer or any kind of, um, someone wa- wanting to giving any interest in guns, then you should have that talk with them and be like, Hey man, I would be willing to show you this, this and this. And then next thing you know, that person is up to par on how a gun works and next yes. they're shooting at the range. They got their own gun, their yep. concealed carry. And, and actually that whole process I did myself. Yeah. Um, and it would have been nice to have somebody there with me, showing me the, you know, but I did a lot of research on my, and if you don't feel comfortable or you don't have anybody in your life, that's going to show you how to do that, then go to your own research. That's exactly what I did. I got online, looked up, you know, what gun I wanted, how, what the pros and cons are for that gun. And then even before I purchased the gun was looking up how I was going to use that gun. Yes. You can go to YouTube and look exactly every feature of that gun. There's a, there's a video of any gun out there being shot, being shown how to use for most weapons. Yes. And you can learn that. And you might, I mean, I don't think I learned any bad habits, but you could, I guess, yeah. learn some bad habits from YouTube, but you're getting a better idea of how that works. You're being shown how it works. And, that's what I did. I just started. That's how I started. Next yeah. thing you know, I, I feel like I get a pretty con- have a pretty good concept of, of how all weapons work for the most part. I mean, shotguns, um, rifles, pistols. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And then, you know, and just enlighten yourself. After the, uh, the, the Walmart shooting, I have a friend who works for Walmart and she works for Walmart security and she's now has a firearm. And they're, you know, amping it up. Yeah. And I talked to her, her about this, and she was one of the ones who helped inspire this this thought process of mine recently of, well, where do you go? She said, I don't know. She was one of those who said, I'm intimidated by it. I don't know where to start. I don't know what really what to do. And I said, would it help you? I, I'm no, you know, weapons expert by any means. Yeah. But I know general function and I'm decent with my firearms. Would it help you if I were to go with you sometime or we could go shoot together and just ease some of that tension? She was like, yeah, I'd really like that. Another thing about what you're talking about is Walmart in general. I think this is how I look at it. Two ways. You're either you're in Walmart and what happened happened. Yeah. So I mean like meaning that, this person walked in and shot a bunch of people and there was no one there to stop it right. faster. So I think I genuinely think that the key to that is having people that are hired working there. 
I don't see there being too much of a pay difference or it being too hard to find someone who's qualified to carry a firearm who like I an mean, air marshal. I mean, they already have people that work there as security. How hard is it to train them in how to use a firearm? Right. Not very. And I think you're going to be, you're going to have more, you're going to have better results by having an armed person who's paid maybe a little bit extra, which I don't think that should be people's lives are at stake and whatnot. I think that's going to, you know, that's going to put, given them, given them a realization of what their role is there. If this is to go down, these are the things you do. I mean, every company already has that to where you pay, you know, when you come into a job, you have orientation and they tell you, these are the dangers, yada, yada, yada. People are going to want that job. And people, I think, honestly, if there was armed people, security guards at a Walmart, that maybe not, it would have happened, but it wouldn't maybe not have happened at a larger scale and, and the shooter could have been stopped earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that stuff is very probable. Um, of course, we can't go back in and say, if this, then that. Yeah, exactly. But that's not what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I guess the point of, of what I'm, I'm saying here is that I would like to see, me personally, I would like to see more women protected. I would like to see more women protect themselves. Yeah, and taking, so that's where my yeah. goal is with this, is, is to find other people who are knowledgeable, men and women, it has no matter to me, yeah. that are that are dependable and genuine with their interest don't you to think help it's easier to, to reach out to these people, to bring them in, to mitigate some of that initial fear and intimidation. Don't you think it's easier to say, people who know how to use guns, please start affecting the people that don't know yes. how to use guns. It doesn't have to be men or women. Exactly. I think like you made a good point that it's probably predominantly women who are... Um, scared of the use of a firearm and that you know a lot of cases that might not be the case but i'm just saying that i think if you know how to use a firearm and you have people in your life who are interested and would like to learn take time out of your day and teach them how to do your your significant others your friends your relatives your children exactly show them so that there aren't accidents show them so that they are knowledgeable and experienced in protecting themselves and i think when it comes to kids that it should be a scary thing to them. They should be. They should learn how to be intimidated, but like in a healthy way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like they should be scared of what that gun can do, but also know exactly how it works. And for them, like, and I've it's talk- that respect of the tool. Yeah, I've talked about that with uh, my daughter and a lot of things, like her learning to be scared of the road, it being a busy street, but knowing what exactly it is like yeah. it's okay to be scared of something but understand it yeah the road is think, a good thing it has I, good purpose and if you have kids and you're just com- if you're just scaring them of a thing but not teaching them how it works like the stove is hot if you get close to the stove it will burn you you're just telling them you're just making them teaching scared of fear. the stove but if if you teach them how to understand how it works and what it does and how it can be used for positive things, mm-hmm. then they will use it correctly, I think. And that applies to guns as well, I think. I, I agree. Yeah. So that was the thing that we'll leave you with. Um, if you have interest in starting to learn how to protect yourself or defense mm-hmm. of that nature, um, you know, I, I open my, my personal Facebook messages. Um, I open, you know, Thunderwolf, if you wanted to reach out to us collectively, yeah. um, to if we if you if you have questions, if you have, you know, wondering where should I start, how should I start, reach out. 
because I'm willing to help out with that. I want to see more people protected, uh, more people able to defend themselves. So I want to get to if you are somebody who knows firearms and knows how to protect yourself with them and teach those things, reach out to me about that as well. I would love to talk with you about some ideas I've got um, to try to see more people protected and less of these things, these politically, in our, in my opinion, and maybe Shane's too, with yeah. what you said, yeah. these politically driven uh, instances of people thinking that they should, themselves should not be protected. I want to see less of that, and I want to see more people knowledgeable and experienced. Exactly. So that's our show. <laughs> uh, really strong way to exit. I think that's maybe the longest episode we've had. Uh, two ten, maybe yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, I I felt like it was really good, and uh, we I, just kept it going. Besides yeah. the cold meat, <laughs> cold cuts. Uh, but next week we're gonna have the guards. Uh, who suicide watched Epstein on to talk about how much money they made yeah, during that they're gonna adventure. Tell us exactly how he died, I think. And speaking of money, t shirts, hoodies, tank tops, posters, pillowcases, all the things that we've been showing. Thunderwolf slash store slash pod? Thunderwolf podcast. Okay. So I don't know why the URL is so long now. So I've been trying so to get say a whole right, Teespring. I think that was confusing. Uh, so it's teespring.com slash stores slash Thunderwolf Podcast. We'll have a link in the description. Um, we have updated. Now that we are on our own and no yeah. longer associated with any networks. Free of the man. We have uh, taken over our own store, made our own store listings, our own descriptions. Uh, some of those were feverish writings at four in the morning. So I hope you enjoy those. Yeah. Um, we've got more colors and more like Thunderwolf color schemes design now. Uh, so please go check that out. If you like what we're doing here, uh, buy a shirt, buy a friend a shirt or a poster. I just got a poster in last night, actually. Oh, nice. I so, see this. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. I'll take a picture, a selfie, and post you can it. You can get tapestry. Yeah, you can. You can yeah. get tapestries. So we're working on that. Again, that's teespring.com slash stores slash thunderwolf podcast uh i'm you gonna keep working out on instagram yep at thunder oh. under thunder wolf underscore podcast there you go and then thunderwolf podcast on facebook exactly right yeah uh and coming soon uh we're we're pretty excited about this we're working hard to get this done we are going to have a thunderwolf patreon mm -hmm. um so we right now we want to we want to keep doing this podcast and we enjoy doing it and that's why we're doing it. Uh, we're working on getting a Patreon created so that our listeners who also want to keep us going, keep uh, us working, afloat. developing, um, we we have ideas and dreams. Our dreams yeah. will come true to get cameras in here so you can see us talk, watch the guests interact with us, etc. Um, but we want to create some options for some some donors, some patrons, some Patreon users to to help us with that. In addition to all all of our merchandise and and cool rep stuff, so we want to thank all of our listeners uh, who what do we what do we say our listeners. We want to come up with a name so that we can all oh, yeah. be part of it. The pack. So the pack is that our running title for the for the uh, overall. Everyone that listens, yeah. and then we want to call each individual person 
something as well, but we haven't yeah. come up with that yet. We haven't come up with it either. Uh, maybe maybe we can create a Facebook poll and get some votes from yeah. listeners. Or maybe create like two and then just have someone to decide amongst the two. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe we can put out a poll and you can vote for your favorite, what you want to be called as a Thunderwolf podcast member. Yeah. And we will appoint that winner fourth place and then come up with our own term. Yeah. And then, I mean, fourth place in my books is actually first place. Yeah. So in our books, that's our how books. we do in it. My book, in Jacob's book. So to the pack, we say time's up. Adios, amigos. <laughs> <laughs>